Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 343. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brian Oski. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Jason Hobbs. And today on The Inner Gamer, we are talking about two games. Triangle Strategy on the Nintendo Switch, as well as more discussion on Horizon Forbidden West. Not Zero Dawn Austin. Get it wrong every time. <laughs> and in video game news, we're talking about PlayStation Stay of Play reveals co-op returnal and several up several games updates jesus christ and skull and bones may not be dead with applications for public testing who knows and much more and for the top of the show we talk about our time spent at south by southwest 2022 southwest by southwest 2022 there's no games but we did talk to a lot of people and we got to hear some really awesome talks like the one with reggie fizeme the former president of nintendo america so talk about all that Talk about how we get progressively drunk and cue that music! It is March 15, 2022. Welcome Ooh. to the Inner Gamer Podcast. Whether this is your first time or your 100th time, thank you for listening. If you ever have any feedback, you can email us at hellotheinnergamer.net. And if you want to show more support, you should consider donating us. Donating to us or sharing stuff. <laughs> donate, donate, donate us. Donate us. Donate us. That will be your phenomenal. Favorite <laughs> your favorite. Use favorite me place. as an NFT. Donate me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you'll that, hear a lot of jokes about NFTs this weekend oh because we are tuning in with you uh, from South by Southwest, everybody. Whoop, whoop. We're here. In we Austin, are, Texas. We're in Austin, Texas. We're here for the interactive portion as press. We're getting all the information, all the knowledge, all the things, and uh, it's been experience. Um, we've collected NFTs. We have, we have, we're making lots of money right now. It's a <laughs> magical experience. Jason understands everything there is to know about NFTs. Oh my God! So okay. much knowledge. He's gonna, he's yeah. gonna have. He's gonna. We're gonna have a class taught by Jason. You can pay him. Teach you everything. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll make that class short. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> wow all right all right Ugh. so that's that's great um we've been playing some games lately uh mostly uh playing games we've been playing already but uh austin you've been playing some new games yeah particularly one game that Try might it. be on a handheld device it might be what is that game that game is triangle strategy the one of my most anticipated games that wasn't on my most anticipated short shorts list of three wasn't on there. No, what I don't. I don't one? think it was. I can't remember what the big we one had was. Top five. You had her. No, we did top three. Uh, yeah, we, we did, did top three. Yeah, we did top the shorts, three. and I can't. Re- I don't think that was on podcast, your list. So top five. If it if it was in your top, was it in your top I five? Think, I think I forgot that that was even coming out. I think so because I don't remember it being on your thing. But would it be in your top five now? It would at least be on my top Nintendo Switch games. Oh. Austin's list consisted of Horizon Forbidden West, Warhammer 40K Dark Tide, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2, Gotham Knights, and Tina Tina's Wonder Oh, oh shit. With runner up. So would you change that? <laughs> <laughs> would you change oh. that up now? <sighs> After playing Forbidden West and all that jazz, would you change that up now a little bit? <sighs> 
I think it's too late to make any changes. It's already out. I guess. But still, if you if if you can go into the past and tell your No, because <laughs> Okay, now I would change it because I don't think Horizons is as great as Oh but no. I wouldn't know that. Spice so you I played Horizon. And that's what people want to hear. That's late. true. <laughs> I mean, look at how many how many of us were hyped about uh, Fallout seventy six, and how many of us I were... love that story. Like every time I came onto your guys's podcast before Fallout seventy six, and you guys rave about it, even with Cyberpunk, you guys were fucking like all about it, all about it, and then it comes out and it just kills your dreams. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love killed. it. I love your dreams uh, being killed, and I think everyone else loves it. To be honest, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We have to People go back and to listen to suffer. the hype, yeah. and then the hype. Absolute. The hype for Cyberpunk was huge for both of you, and I'm like, it's not. No, there's no fucking way it's going to be ever, that great. In your mind, like while you're listening to us, be like, were you like, these guys are fucking idiots, or were you like, oh no, this this could be interesting. This could be worth worth. So uh, there's there's two different scenarios in that. Uh, for Cyberpunk, yes. What? Hold it right Hold it where? Am I not? Oh, shit, I'm not. So there's two different scenarios for that, and I appreciate you guys for both scenarios. So for the first one was Ghost of Tsushima. I was zero, had zero interest in it at all until you guys discussed and talked about it, yeah. and I'm like, I kind of want to get this game tried out so I can talk to you guys about it. And I fucking, you guys know, that's my hands-down favorite game of all time. Oh, yeah. And then with Cyberpunk, you guys were talking it up, and I'm like, there's no fucking way that this game's going to be as amazing as you guys think. And of course, it wrecked your guys' dream <laughs> pretty goddamn fastly. And I enjoyed that aspect of it, too, is listening to you guys just be I'll say so it disappointed. It. it didn't wreck it until, like... We had played some of it, mm-hmm. and then like three weeks later, all the all the news had come out and been like, "Yeah, this game's fucked up." And it's just like, "Yeah, this game's fucked up." <laughs> this I game's fucked up. It didn't like wreck my dreams. I was just disappointed. Still, to me, I felt like it wrecked your guys' oh, dreams. Yeah, it was. It was just. A, it was disappointing. It's very sad. But that's the whole point of this podcast: is is, yeah. is predictions on games that right. we have high hopes for, and hopefully, it doesn't get. It hopefully, it doesn't. Ass. Destroy our dreams. And then yeah. we can go back to it like we're doing yeah. kind of now. <laughs> so does Triangle so. Strategy destroy dreams, Austin? <laughs> In some ways, yes. Okay. But it's not so dream-crushing as other instances we just talked about. Does it work? It works, yes. Okay, good. So Triangle Strategy is what says on Nintendo.com, command a group of units as Sarah Noah, heir to house Woolfort, in a tangled plot where key choices you make will influence the story. The stunning HD 2D visual game style blends 3D environments and modern effects with pixel art characters and details. Hmm. So you're this guy, and uh, your father steps down as king, and you have to take up that mantle, and you're being set up with some woman from another kingdom to create a stronger bond between the two kingdoms. And uh, she comes to your land, and she gets attacked by bandits, and so you have to protect her. And the whole thing is <clears throat> taking what Octopath Traveler kind of had created and then making it a little more in-depth with battle-wise, because the other one was like 2D, side-scrolling. It like very... Uh, oh, man, I don't even know how to explain it. 
Is this one turn based? It is style? Okay. Well, so it was Octopath Traveler, but it was more of like 2D, like you're looking at one direction and everyone takes turns. I mean, there's like a rotation to kind of like D&D, you know. Yeah. There's a a lineup more of like tactical attacking. tactical turn-based combat, right? Yeah. So with this one, you're kind of like in this square zone and you can rotate the camera around the whole area. Oh. And obviously it's just like D&D, everyone has uh, with their speed determines who's going in what order and um, I think I've done six battles within like four hours of playing this game <laughs> damn yeah. four hours you only done six battles yeah that's what it feels like oh my that's god that's crazy give or take I don't know and uh, you know Brett was telling me like oh there's a lot of story in this and I had just gotten started so after you told me that I was like holy shit there is a lot of story in this and I was kind of blown away yeah. How much? I mean, it's all voice acted. Well, not like ninety-nine well, percent of it's voice acted. There's a small right. point where after you get past a little story arc, you you can walk around this area, yeah, and then go into uh like push the for the story forward. And so that, that's the only part where it's not voice acted. It's all like reading and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a very short part of everything. I'm just like, God dang! I've just been sitting here for an hour just watching people talk. It's Jesus. like Metal Gear Solid back in the day. That's how I felt like with uh, Octopath Traveler at the beginning. I mean, it was so it was a lot of dialogue for a while. Yeah. Until it like opened up into the world, and then it was like, okay, now you can go on a journey to, you know, do the things with these different people and stuff yeah. like that. But but it wasn't you would a lot run into enemies along the path, you know. Yeah. And that could get annoying. I understand that. Like, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, oh, I'm fighting this character again for like the 80th time, trying to get from point A to point B. Um, but. But this one, I was really excited about the combat, and it can be very difficult. And but I haven't really got to experience it and really dive into it, so I don't know how I'm going to be, how I feel mid game into end game. Is uh the graphics are basically Octopath Traveler, Traveler, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, how how was the tutorialization of? I mean, I know you've only played six battles, but like, was one of those six battles like a tutorial? Uh, like, here's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still like in tutorial phase. Interesting. Still stuff. in four hours and you're still in yeah, tutorial. I'm always like adding new stuff like, oh, you can do this. You can do that. Sounds I'm like, like okay, a dying light. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It not does. battles. If you think about it, six battles is not enough to, I mean, there should be plenty to finally get tutorials out of the way. So at least three. I mean, yeah. it should be enough. <clears throat> I mean, so, is, is the storyline gripping enough to keep you from, like, keep you to continue playing? I mean... Because you, you mentioned, like, the story's kind of a I lot. Mean, yeah. Well, yeah. So, it's not very gripping. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be lackluster, but, I mean, it's very archetypal. All the characters are like, I'm the, the, the new young king, and I have high hopes for the world, and you're my wife-to-be, and I'm going to treat you right, and da-da-da. It's like, you know... Everything you would get from a like a story you would tell your kids or something, something like that. Right. But you know, really I like the bat like the way the battles are. Like mm-hmm. you get to choose a certain amount of people to go into battle with you. And there's a lot of setting up your units and attacking the right way so you have the advantage in the end. So if you play someone one on higher ground attacking someone they do more damage okay or if you are able to get behind somebody you can do more damage okay you a critical 
Or if someone, if one of your enemies or units are in front of an enemy and you come behind them or in front of them and you hit them, you do damage, and then the person on the other side of them gets to do damage as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a double attack. Brent, right. are you playing this? No. Oh. I thought about it, but um, I feel like, yeah. I don't know if you play Octopath, didn't you? Yeah, I played Octopath. I I did. I lost interest in Octopath after a little bit. I really enjoyed the one storyline that was in the demo, but then um, when I went to some of the others, there was Octopath was like split out in like I think what eight different stories or something like that, and there were several stories that just weren't very good, and there were several stories that were good, but I didn't want to have to go through the three, four, or five hours or whatever down one pathway of a story. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, so no, I kind of gave up on it when I got to one of those, and I was like, okay, this is just a slog. Yeah, I'm oh. afraid this might be. So uh, the new this one might feel the same. Well, this is more linear, and it's not split up like these different like, characters. Okay, because yeah, you have so you have one. Are you like a leader person, and yeah. then you just have an army that they give you, or how does the army, the unit so thing, play out? You're one guy in charge of this kingdom, uh, newly crowned king. Okay. And as you go along the story, all these main char- all these characters you find end up joining your roster of people that you can use. Okay. So when you go to battle, you can switch out the people depending on how many people they allow you to put in the battle. Okay. Yeah. Do you get feel like you grow? You don't grow attached to these characters like you did because I remember like I think XCOM wasn't it? you like actually like grew attachment to them. So when you lost one, yeah. you're like. No, I lost my character. Yeah, that was a very unique experience, which is not the same here because there, like you build out these characters and they get really strong and then, you know, you think you figured out the way battle is and then you get these weird moments where these people turn these giant oozing life forms that just in like one hit can kill somebody. It's just like, what the fuck? And here it's like these people to go down in battle, but you always get them back the next battle. Like they're mm-hmm. not, they don't die. I gotcha. And the other play, other, other cool. times they die, or in XCOM they die. So why do you think they ended up calling it Triangle Strategy? I think they got lazy. It? Really? Because I'm trying. I was like, is there like a? Is that like the, the the name of this? Yeah. I mean, okay, kind of. If you wanted to put something to to this, or maybe there is, and I just haven't heard about it yet. But the way that the maps laid out is like there there are four or five different kingdoms and one of them uh, is in the desert and it, ha- it they mine salt to pass out to people. Okay, you have one that's in the mountains high up in, in the snowy tundra and they harvest uh, ore and stuff to make yeah. weapons. And there's another one that's in like the grassy plains. I forgot what they do, but. And then there's like two more in between all those, but maybe that's there's a triangle here because it's actually it was, it was kind of a wonky triangle that they have in the actual map yeah. in the game. I was wondering I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've experienced much. I don't know how much of this has been talked about yet, but I'm I'm on a how long to be, and it says it's like a 28 hour game, which is is pretty long. But they they say that the key choices you make will bolster one of three convictions: utility, morality, and liberty. Which yeah. make up Sarah Noah's worldview, and I would want, I was wondering if there's like any kind of like that's a triangle of like three points. Oh, that like, too. You know, yeah. those different things or something no, like that. You're but, right. You're right. But I don't know um, how much they like talk about that. Yeah. So they tell you like early on like this is going to affect the game, and I think what's nice is you know usually 
in some games they tell you right off the bat, this is what this is, this is what that is. And I feel like, um, or like in Mass Effect, you have two choices, good or bad, right? Just yeah. Do that. Or like neutral-ish, which isn't really neutral sometimes. Yeah. In this one, they just give you three options, and maybe they're layered. Like, this is what this one is, you know, when they tell you the three. But I felt like they're pretty, like, ambiguous. Yeah. Like, what do you feel for this situation? And then it's like, it doesn't tell you what you picked. It's like, oh, you picked Liberty. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going. I want to go for Liberty, but it's just kind of like, I wonder what I'm going to get in the end. Wait, you so it doesn't it doesn't clearly state which one is good, bad, or middle. Yeah, is that what you're saying? It gives well, you choices the, out of the three yeah. different uh, convictions. Uh-huh. It doesn't tell you which is which. Oh, I mean, maybe you could decipher which is which, but I haven't been able to decipher that. Yeah, huh? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's just like what, like you said, with Mass Effect. What is it? Uh, uh, the two different sides, Air, yeah, uh, Paragon, Paragon or. Yeah, Renegade. So it 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 clearly states uh, when you're making that choice that the blue one, blue choice is Paragon, the red one's Aragon or whatever. Aragon. But Aragon, Aragon. But this Aragon or Renegade. Renegade. But this one doesn't sh- doesn't really tell you which one is. And when you pick it, like you've picked it, and it tells you it does like this thing where it has a uh, the little weight machine. Mm-hmm. You know, you put. Oh, yeah! It's like you've made a choice, and you don't know. I like where that. It's fall. that I like cool, that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so one one cool thing, which is a little hokey in my opinion, the situation was uh, we're about to go off on an adventure with all these group this group of people that I've met uh, with my queen, and everyone got a coin, and there's a little weight machine, and it's like where are we gonna go? So you get you have to talk to everybody and see what they think. And then you can try to convince them to switch their mind mm-hmm. if you think they should go for a different uh, a different location, or you can just agree with them. God damn. So I went to talk to my wife, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking we should go to your homeland so I can learn about it because I don't know anything about it. She's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then when we go to vote, they all tell you what they pick, and she's like, well, I actually want to go to this other land because if I don't go now, I'll never go. And I've already been to my home. <laughs> fuck that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I okay. I was being a good husband. Sounds like Jesus. Like, wanted to yeah. learn on you. They yeah, changed on you. I was like, I didn't see that coming. I didn't realize there was that much to this game, yeah. to be honest. I thought it was super linear instead of like, you can make choices yeah. Yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. And this is the 8 bit style. Yeah, 16-bit style side-scroller, right? Wow, really? I did not realize there was actual choices you can make. Will it affect the gameplay at the end, I'm assuming? Yeah, I assume, like, these... I mean, they say all these things affect the game. Mm -hmm. So... How many different... Do y'all know how many different, like, outcomes? I have no idea. That's interesting. I didn't think... Like, watching the, the cinematic trailer and everything else for it, I didn't realize there was, like... It was that in depth where you can make choices like that. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's actually why I really pretty cool. Enjoyed these games. Um, I mean, I think Octopath really, obviously, did that refresh of that kind of genre mm-hmm. by doing the two D, three D, HD, like really cool. Like everyone looks like sixteen bit these days, and just to have that three D feel on top of it just makes yeah. it that much cooler. Four endings. Four endings. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Four possible endings, yeah. Good, bad, and neutral, and... Well, I think one is, like... True I ending? I wonder if it's, like, maybe three of them. And yeah, one's, like, they call it, like, the golden ending. The golden ending. It's, like, the best of the best. Wow. Like, you did everything right. Wow. And... And that's what sucks with this, because you don't know the options that you pick if they're if they're the right option or not. Unlike yeah. with Mass Effect yeah. or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but I, I can't I can't play this in spurts because like when I, I know when this game is like I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna take some time because there's a lot of dialogue. I need to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, well, of course. That's what kind of sucks. Like with Octopath, you have those mer- moments, but they're kind of like I don't want to say far or few between, but they're kind of dispersed a little bit where you can just kind of jump in kill some people yeah maybe talk to some people complete a quest or two and then go to the main quest later when you have time whatever so hmm. the ultimate question are you going to insert coin to continue yeah okay. <laughs> cool but you know what it's been tough lately to insert coin to continue Oh boy, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, there Wait, it is. Horizon Zero Dawn's I mean, been Horizon around for like five years. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, there it is. Are we are we leading is. into this yeah, now? Let's do, let's do it. Okay. Horizon Forbidden West, everybody. We talked about it last podcast. Oh, my turn. You heard about it. You heard us give our opinions. We played more of this game. We'll kick it off to Jason because he didn't get a chance to talk about it last time, right? No, I did not. Uh, I just recently downloaded. I think after you guys discussed about it. Um, You're like, damn, these guys are so good at reviewing shit. I yeah, so great. No, uh, I so I played the first one. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I didn't even finish playing it. It was just there was too much shit going on. Um, so now I jump in this one, and I feel more powerful. I, I feel like I, I have full control of the combat system and stuff like that, unlike how I felt in the first one. But whenever I jump into this one, I realize that there's a lot going on in this world, and I don't really care to learn about it. Yeah. that That's the worst Damn. part about this game. It's just like Damn. the, the storyline, like you guys said on the last podcast, is that it was very like a soap opera. It, it just it wasn't intriguing. Nothing hooked me. Nothing grasped me. Nothing makes me willing to go out and explore the area at all and I'm about I'm still playing the game I'm enjoying some of the gameplay but like I just recently told Brett I I accomplished this one mission and after I accomplished it um, I was just kind of like I don't want to continue this this isn't a game that I want to just continue pressing forward on it's just a game that I might jump into every once in a while but I can't the parkour sucks the dialogue is very shitty in my own opinion, and it's not gripping. I, I don't feel any of the emotion that I would feel with, like, Ghost of Tsushima or, like, God of War or anything like that. It's just not gripping enough. I, it's not believable. Even in this whole world they made up that seems like it's outstanding, outstanding concept, but I'm not getting grasped into it. I'm not intrigued at all. I mean, it took forever to get to the point where you have to go find Gaia, kind of spoilers. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, we have Gaia activated, which we all know is going to happen. And now we're going to go and try to complete Gaia. Like, that should have been within the first and, four, three hours, four and, hours. Yeah, and the whole Gaia completion, Brett and I just recently talked about this. A little bit of a spoiler territory. You had to find 
a total of six different elements, I would like to call them. And Gaia can right. only find a total of three. So that leaves it the, the story open at the very end. Because what they're going to do at the very end, you find all three. And now the third one's going to be about finding the other three out in a different part of the United States or even further out. And I can see that happening. It's very fucking predictable. I don't want something predictable. I want something fucking twisted and something crazy happening. But and, what if you get to the end and it's not that? But will I get to and the end? More. <laughs> that that's the key question. That's will question, I get to yeah. the get yeah. to the end if yeah. I can't even get through the first part? Yeah. I mean, I'm the combat system shit. Like it's a button smashing game and you're shooting arrows and all that shit. I don't like that it doesn't have a lock on feature. A lock-on feature should be implied in this game. Yeah. I I don't... You have so many robots to fight and stuff like that, and so much is going on, they need to have a lock-on feature. They need to have a parry feature in this game. They don't have that, which with the combat with the humanoids would be phenomenal. With the humans fighting them, that would be outstanding. And then also, there was another thing that we discussed. Um, the parkour. Yeah, the parkour is straight up garbage. They reverse the buttons compared to any other parkour game that I've ever played, and it's ridiculous. There's yeah. some lag time on the parkour, and there's super right? lag it's time. Like, oh, I want this to happen, and so well, some of them it's just you hold forward and you do it. Yeah. Other times you, you have to X, jump, and so when the times you need to hold forward, you just assume you jump, and then you're like, oh, I fell. you over jump yeah. it, yeah. you over jump it, and you fucking die. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I should be able to grab that, and I go to jump and grab it, and your character looks like they're going to grab it, and they just just fly over it. The parkour is... Animation here doesn't allow this because you fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) So the parkour is terrible. This game... I'm enjoy I enjoy playing it, but it's not a game that I enjoy playing for hours on end. Yeah. Something so like you, Assassin's Creed like Bahada. It? What's that? What do you like about it? I love the visuals. The yeah. just the world itself is beautiful. It's phenomenal. I love seeing the different robots, the different animals, the different creatures. I enjoy a little bit of the combat system with that because it's intriguing to scan the creature to discover its weakness and all that. But everything else is straight up shit. Yeah. It's just another open world adventure game that I have I have no desire to explore. I just want to run through the main mission and that's it. Yeah, cuz you're you're playing so based on your gameplay you've been explaining so far, it sounds like you're focused mainly on melee combat. No, you're not you're not you're, no. you're using the bow. I'm using the bow all really? the fucking time. Yeah. Even whenever yeah. I'm sneaking in, because you had the complaint about shooting the guys in the head yeah. and they have the helmets. Well, I get that from uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I shoot their helmets and I go in the slow time uh-huh. preci- precision mode or whatever. And whenever I shoot them in the helmet and it pops off and then go like, and they come back up and that's when I get a headshot. Yeah. I feel victorious in that. I feel amazing. I love all that. But yeah. what I would like to see, if I go into that scenario and fighting guys and fighting people are not robots, I want a lock-on feature, and I want a, the ability to parry yeah, instead well, the, of run and dodge. That's what I was like. I was trying to think of like the value of like a lock-on when sucks. you're doing arrows and shit like what? that. The dodge. Oh, yeah, the dodge. Oh, the dodge is too. fucking terrible. Well, because you just roll. It's, it's meant more for monsters, but I can see when you're fighting so, like, you Whenever you're fighting a human, you should be able to parry. Parry or like a like a soft dodge where like you like you push back a little bit. So yeah. You hit. 
Or you, you're just th- running, throwing yourself and rolling. They're not. I, I, I don't know why didn't they didn't <laughs> think this game would be phenomenal if they had a parry system like Ghost of Tsushima. It'll be phenomenal. Even if you can do it against the robots, yeah, that'll be badass. If you can parry a fucking giant T Rex, because you have a well, not T Rex, but like a fucking small weasel looking thing, and fucking yeah. throw it off. The game has yeah. like a whole skill tree, <laughs> like two tons probably. Yeah, like considering how the game has a whole skill tree dedicated to melee combat. Yeah, I'm very surprised that there's not a traditional parry, a better dodge. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, because I'm focused mainly on like long range stuff, so I'm like doing stuff from a distance. What I found also upsetting is like, I don't like with the the upgrades of the like. There's a bunch of different bows. Like you have your short range oh, yeah. bow, you have your long range bow, you have your regular bow, and then all those bows that you buy at like shops and stuff like that will have different uh, ammo types to them. Mm-hmm. So I found a bow that was way better, just general damage, than my standard bow. But it doesn't have regular arrows. Yeah. So if I have not regular arrows on that bow, and I ex- I sold this other one, so I was like, oh, I should be fine with this. Well, if I'm shooting because it had acid and um fire freeze 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 uh, uh frost damage or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. annoying. So if you shoot at them and they have the resistance to it, you can't do anything with your bow at that no. point. Yeah. So you got to come up with a different combat strategy to attack them. So and then like all the bows look alike and feel similar. Yeah. So I'm like having to look for the little icon to figure out what it is. Yep. And some of the bows are actually like trap casters. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bow. And I'm like, it's just very confusing. To it's very confusing. The, the menu or the inventory. And even whenever you're switching over to your bow or whatever weapon you want to choose, it does go in that slow down yeah. time. But I feel like that should be more of a pause than anything so because you have to figure out what fucking, what yeah. goddamn equipment I need. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll get in the menu to switch weapons, and then like it just slows down time, and the enemy's like attacking. The enemy's attacking. You're like, fucked oh, either I way. Need to move. Yeah, so still move in that time. I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. He's just because I I, I love using the range stuff. I I really enjoy it. I enjoy mixing it up every once in a while. But what I don't like is what you were saying is like there's so many bows you can purchase and they don't really describe the bow that well because I need regular arrows. Yeah to do that with and so i bought like two different bows and they don't have regular arrows with them i'm like what the fuck yeah yeah so i can't get rid, rid, rid I, of my original bow i haven't got rid of it either really i, I still have most i have it fully upgraded i haven't got yeah, rid of it yeah, and no, it's I doing hella damage i know yeah. i fucked up and some of them are like, <laughs> yeah you fucked up some of them are like maybe a point or two more no, actually, all the ones I've seen in the shop are like a point or two less. I'm like, why would I even change this out? Yeah. Just yeah. so I have like a blue weapon? Like, fuck it. Yeah. It's the color scheme. You're yeah. just like, I mean, you can upgrade it once you get it. So I just got a piece of armor that's blue and I fully upgrade. It's way better than the rest of my armor. But I'm like, I'm not I'm not giving up this bow until I find a fucking actual hunter bow. They need a better description on things. It's just the whole game itself to me is garbage like straight up garbage i i I don't know what else to say for it there's a formula to this and it's clear to see it we need a story that allows aloy to go on an adventure to gather things to explore this world yeah we got it well it's like there's not not, the driving force isn't that great i mean technically in the story yeah like it's pretty major driving force but like for someone watching and listening to the story it's like okay yeah 
Really and more care. dialogue. You get a, so much fucking dialogue to talk about, and it's fucking all of it's horse shit. Yeah. Because I'm not going to retain any of it because I don't care it's about not it. Interesting yeah. enough. It's not interesting enough. Yeah. So playing devil's advocate. Before I do that, though, oh here we I go. I do want to mention. Though, here we go. I love I wanna, it. I want to mention though for uh, your point on the uh, the. Slowdown. What's so bad? We both were talking bad shit about this game he's gonna play Dev- devil advocate right now but go ahead well first, first thing i'm gonna tell you though the you're talking about the the slowdown so there's an accessibility option in the menus that allows you to increase the slowdown time of the slowdown so it becomes like like it's basically almost paused oh so there is an option the accessibility options that allows that to happen okay that's and all I, in my nose now all right yeah so I, yeah so uh go in the menu so, to yeah. tweak my game i just want it to be the way it should be there you go. Some people don't like that. Some people want that fast want, action. No one style, wants you know? that. Who the fuck <laughs> wants do. that? Apparently, I don't know. Okay, hey, I'm sorry if you want it, but you're an idiot. <laughs> Give me options. You're an idiot. You're not an idiot. You're just... Yeah, fucked up. Weird. You're special. Um, All right, devil's so advocate. I don't dislike the dialogue as much as everybody else does. I do think there's some corny bits to it, but I think there's some really interesting story Lug components here. <laughs> I do agree with, I don't like the overall driving force of the story because, I mean, as I mentioned in the Pacing first one, bad. it basically feels like a mod to the first game. Yes. Because it's the same story, just we're going further. And it's like you're still going after, I mean, you're, you know, you're discovering a new place and you're just going further out. And then now there's more monsters and more things and more this. Yes. But ultimately, it's the same game because the old game had cauldrons. The old game had the focus. The old game had all this stuff. They use the exact same animation for the repel off the edge of a oh, freaking cliff yeah. and shit like that. Like, all that stuff's the same. Just the graphics are incredibly better. Um, I, well, I mean, I think. I don't know. I haven't looked at the old ones in a while. No, they're, they are most definitely better. They seem very good. I, I watched a comparison um, video of it yeah. and it's just, yeah. But I do like the general story. Like I love the the lore aspect to the story. I don't really like the the death. Like what our intent is of like, oh, we need to go find Silas and like track down Gaia stuff. But all the historical stuff about like how this all happened and how yeah. these monsters came to be and all that historical lore that makes the story have like uh, added weight is really interesting to me. Mm. Um, and I enjoy I, like hearing some of the dialogue about that. Not all the dialogue, because there's right, a shit right. ton that you like can optionally engage in. But I mean, it's it's really bad. Like you know, it's a problem when you get to a point where it's like, do you want to continue hearing the story? <laughs> like <laughs> there was there was this one one person I was talking to at like whenever you're across over the wall or whatever, and like he tells you a story about like what happened with X Y Z, and he talks for like a minute or whatever, and then he asks <laughs> yeah. you like, do you want me to continue? <laughs> like and I did it a couple times just to see how far to go. Yeah. And it like went like four different like four yeah. story beats of like him just talking about bullshit. I think I think the biggest issue with this game, there was no added on improvements to it. Yeah. For a prime example, Assassin's Creed, when they came out with it, it was open world. It was phenomenal. It, it, everyone loved it. Assassin's Creed two came out and they added more mechanics to it. Like you're able to shoot a gun, you're able to do dual assassins, and then they keep adding more to it. On this one, like you said, it felt like another at like a DLC. Yeah. There was nothing great besides yeah. the paraglider, which do we really use it's that? It's nice, but it does. I, I, I like it. Does it. Often, yeah. I like yeah, it. yeah you yeah, like it, so but it's not that. like a game-changing event. It's not like Breath of the Wild, where it really yes, came like Breath of the Wild. The time you get to really crazy places yeah. if you. But I mean, just in general, just in general, you have your foundation. 
and you didn't improve from it. You did nothing to improve from it. It's just a continuation. <clears throat> so when this game, that year this game came out, I gave it the most underrated game. Well, Horizon Zero Dawn. Because I felt like it, it was a hit. It was a hit for like a month and then it died off. Yeah. And now I think I'm probably going to give this most disappointing game of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> because like if Really? ABC, if ABC, uh, 2022 so far, this, is, this will be the most yeah, disappointing. If, if ABC developed a video game, this would be it. ABC like the... The, the, te- the, t- the TV channel. What have they developed? They, they did they Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't they? Yes. Yeah, it was great. shit. It was great. The way that they <laughs> developed their scene. TV shows, like, this is how it would be. Yeah. And this this should be darker. Like, you're going darker? to the Forbidden West. Yeah, okay. This band of, like, no, super I, aggressive... Uh, I still think the tone was there for the whole the whole no. thing. The tone's there. It's just the storyline no. and the dialogue I mean, yeah, is shit. The tone there, but I want it to be darker. You want it to be, like, like how dark? Like, fuck it, like... You're in a post-apocalyptic world where people kill each other just to survive. Like, I feel like we're, we're we have an ABC. I guess. Okay, okay, this, okay. Like, I, I I'm grasping yeah, what you're saying. Die, okay, it's like is is very like. Well, I like how when I get into the area, what's the <laughs> name of the tribe that they're called the the Tanakh or whatever the fuck they are? Yeah, Tanuk. There's like dangerous people, right? Yeah. Well, the first encounter I have with them is they're uh, fighting a, a monster, a machine, and they're having trouble. So I go and help them. They're like, oh, normally we would not like you, but thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, okay. I thought y'all hated me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Look, they should be stringing people by and p- piking them and be like, keep out of our territory. We're going to kill you. Yeah. Type of thing, you know what I mean? Like I see what us. you're saying. Okay, like they're not they're not scary enough. It's like, oh, it's it's not like what they were leading up to. Like especially whenever you cross the wall to go to the west, they're like, oh, we're gonna kill you. They haven't put up the signs to say, hey, we're on a you, nice treaty. You go into you meet this tribe and they're very nice, they're like <laughs> pacifists basically. Except when it comes to well, I I think that though. I think that answers to like the communication between the two the three or four tribes is like they they see a different tribe and they they stay away from it so they all talk bad about each other yeah you know like oh this is a murderous tribe but when it in reality we are all the same it's just what well, we're picturing something different because you're a different person i think that's what they were kind of probably leaning towards but maybe not yeah i don't, I don't like the way everyone's designed like each tribe each character yeah, like I didn't notice the thing that Brett said that oh, there's really? a lot of fat people <laughs> over <laughs> on the east. Is, yeah, the, would it be the, the east Karja. side? Yeah, the, yeah, east the side, Karja. Yeah. They're all fucking huge. They use the same goddamn model, and then you go into the the west and you see like super. I wouldn't say skinny, but like they're fit. definitely very much more thin. Yeah, yeah, m- much more thin. I was just like, wow, what what makes them different? You know? Yeah. Well, so the part where you go to that town for that tribe who worships the some of those oh of the yeah, yeah the, the yeah mm-hmm. um, I was talking to this lady Plain I was song. like bro this is just some girl uh, some old grandma from the Bay Area who put up who put like fucking <laughs> you know Indian makeup on whatever <laughs> like uh, you know tribal makeup on it was like yeah I'm, I'm like I don't believe this at all like, <laughs> This is just stupid. <laughs> I love how all the monsters, uh, their gods are called the uh, 
do re mi fa sol la ti do from oh the my, sound of that music. That was the stupidest <laughs> shit ever. Like, who the fuck came up with this storyline? We're gonna go to the chorus. God damn. They're it. hosting the chorus where they're all singing music. I'm like, I guarantee. But I mean, if you really think about it, act in a post-apocalyptic yep. world where they worship these animals. Yep. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. Come on. These people should be hardened. Yeah. Like, hairy. They're not even hairy. Like, they're shaving I think they're over there. Potter. They're fucking <laughs> That's shaved. what I was thinking. Um, they shower. Like, yeah, I was, th- I was thinking that same thing, like, because uh, I was watching. I, I told you guys I was watching Vikings Valhalla, yeah. and, like, I was sitting there thinking because there was a sex scene, and there was this girl with a perfectly beautiful woman, and she was naked, and she had, like, the shaved armpits. And I'm like... And I'm sitting here thinking, I was just like, I wonder if they shaved back then at all. Yeah. You know? Like, probably not. Oh, I highly fucking doubt. It. I'm pretty sure there was, it was braided and everything, Give you know? Give me your sword. <laughs> Give me your sword. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's just it's just crazy how, like, uh, television shows and, like, video games, it, it, they show stuff like this and you don't really, really think about it. And a lot of people recently were bitching about uh, Aloy having hair on her. On her chin, I don't know if you guys or on her yeah, cheeks. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people were just were like, "What? Why does she have hair on her <laughs> cheek?" And it was like the light hair that women yeah. usually have on their face. Well, anyone yeah, really had like, that. uh, what? Everyone has that, and people were bitching they're like because they they were trying to say that they were trying to make a statement or something like that. But no, it's just no. like. <laughs> What statement are you making that women don't have hair on their face? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Real stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't pay any attention to that. I meant to bring that up on the last one, but I I totally forgot about it till now. So, it's okay. It happens. So, yeah. So, well, it is is weird because it was going to be, yeah, because it's going to be a big one. And I mean, I'm having a good time with it, but it is a lot of stuff. And I feel like I'm going to run into that wall where. I just don't want to continue forward I'm with it. Point. I'd rather just go buy Elden Ring now. Wow. Dude, that's going to be hard as shit. I'm going, uh, to be honest, I'm going to continue playing it. Yeah, me too. But for you guys, I don't think this I would, is... I would recommend waiting for a sale on this game, Yeah, to be discount, discount on this game. i wait for a sale game. or wait for it to come out on PS Plus or some shit. Yeah. Like, like get uh, when PS6 comes out in like three years, PS6. you'll get it on the PlayStation. Yeah, this, this isn't a game you should waste your money on right now. Wait for a good discount. I think thirty bucks. Yeah, for this game, maybe I could even see like forty. Forty, yeah, I'd be okay with forty. Forty would be fine. Yeah, but at seventy bucks. Like but if this is game, if this game is the only game you're gonna play and you want to explore a world that's not interesting, then yeah. So the world's interesting. No, it's not. Game story is not. How to make the story more interesting at this point in time that I'm at. More cowbell. Black dude who's Varl or Varl? I don't know. It's not that interesting. I don't remember the names. So (laughs) apparently she kind of likes him from this moment that she had. But she's like, oh, yeah, oh. you should go with this girl from this tribe to the other city. And when I'm healed, I'll meet you. And she's like, oh, but I actually do kind of like him. But she, like, lets him go, I guess. For so, no, because he was, oh, okay, we're, we're getting into, like, spoiler Spoilers. territory. That I, I don't want to. Like it's a stupid spoiler. Because he, he, so I was interested in that, the the love connection that she had with him. And it seemed like a love connection, but he he made out with the other chick that worshipped the... But she did, But he doesn't think that she likes... That Aloy likes her. See, and that's an interesting story, but they don't grasp on it. They don't right. push on it at all. So now you should have... Well, it. She keeps pushing him away. Yeah, She pushes like, him away because she doesn't want him to get hurt. Well, it's fucked this up. should come a point. Maybe this <laughs> happens. I don't know. I don't know how far along past you are for me. 
but like Varl should get captured by the Karja, and then he she she has to go save him with this other girl, and it's just like this love triangle. But like you know, she I mean, do it. I don't even feel like there's a love triangle there. I, I felt mean, I felt like there was something there, but I don't think it's a love triangle anymore because the storyline is so fucking bland and goddamn yeah. boring I'm that I'm like it should be a love triangle. Alright, I guess because Aloy's basically like a goddamn something. robot to me right now yeah. that she has no goddamn emotion and she's just fucking going through there the motions. Go. You know what that uh, sounds like though? What? If you had that in there, soap opera. Hey, it's that, already so, it's a soap opera. Yeah. That's all it Make is. It a better soap I, I wanna opera. I wanna mention someone else too that I, I, I didn't complain about last time necessarily, but Whenever you're walking and you're with somebody, <laughs> you know, you're on a journey, especially at the beginning. You're with Varl, right? Yeah. And you're walking on that tutorial part or whatever. And there's a moment in which he's talking to you. I could not hear a damn word he was saying. Oh, yes. I so went into the settings quiet. and actually turned down. There isn't a setting. No, I turned down everything. Like, the uh, everything. And yeah. I kept the voice all the way up max. See, it is so annoying. Like, the same thing happened that, yeah. in in another game that I recently played that I couldn't hear the the noise from everything else. Yeah, override the uh, the the talking back yeah. and forth. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It's very breathy. Yeah, it was very. Nervous. But actually, that was the other thing I was going to say. Aloy to me is. I mean, I like Ashley Birch a lot, but I feel like her performance on this character is, is bland, very breathy. Like I feel like Breathy? she's like yeah she like does like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do wait Var you can't come with me you just got to stay behind I need to go do this on my own oh I could see that yeah, yeah. I guess I guess what you're saying but I don't, yeah. I don't I don't know what you mean just like low low and like it's not she's always like like it's like she's uh, like trying really hard to breath. Like Keanu Reeves and uh, Brand Stokes, uh, Dracula, just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's weird. They got done so much better this game. Did any of y'all uh, play any more uh, Machine Strike after I talked about last time? I never played that game in my life. Machine Strike? Yeah, the freaking like the game that's like Warhammer. I was telling you about. Oh, he's talking about the game within the game. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, no. I completely avoided that. Didn't have time. Wow. I, I saw people playing it, so more. we're still talking about Horizon. There's a game within the game we talked about on last podcast, and when you mentioned it, I was just like, I want to make sure I avoid that completely. And I was making sure I was doing all the side missions in the beginning area, and I walk up and I see these nerds playing on the board game. I'm like, nope, that's what Brett was talking about. Avoiding it. <laughs> Dipped. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Just, like, I lost my first area. battle. Oh yeah, I left that area completely. I was just I like, I did every battle. single side uh, mission in that map besides that. <laughs> yep. Fuck you. No, fuck. It's crazy. Yeah, fuck oh. you, Brett. Well, that's <laughs> that's fun. You're gonna be a weaker character. It's the game segment. Well, we're gonna go get drunk. That's right. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about another game. So I've been playing this other game called. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like what? <laughs> There's alcohol to drink. We gotta uh, anyway, everybody, that's gonna wrap up the games we play this week. Don't forget, we stream on Twitch each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. What are we streaming this week? Uh, uh I don't know. Dying light. <laughs> Dying light. Yes. We need to finish it, so we uh, might have to, yeah. Should we do like an all day stream session and just finish that? I, uh, I can't. I have to work. Stay. No. Going back to work that day. Going right. back to work that we'll day. Come back from South by and stream Tuesday. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, we could All right, that. Dying Light yeah. 2 it is. Yeah. Um, you can uh, join us on, on uh, twitch.tv slash gamercast. Check that out. And uh, be sure to follow us to get a notification when we go live. We'll be right back with our video game news. Uh, we're recording this in segments, so uh, we're actually going to be back with our video game news tomorrow. Yeah, so I'll you be don't know that over. this is all like, <laughs> yeah. flowing. Be really yeah. over. So if you hear us sound different each time we have a segment, it's because they were recorded on different days, <laughs> and yeah. we may or may not be hung over at some point because of oh, South by. So, so like, today we're really excited. Tomorrow I'll be like, uh, no, yeah, it's, no. It's <laughs> so tune in for that excitement, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our video game news where we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. If you want to talk about something <laughs> that you like to hear from us, wait, what, what the fuck, up? <laughs> he I'm, just spread. What are you doing? I'm, I'm saying my script. Hey, what's hey. up, everybody? <laughs> Oh if you find Lord. something you want to hear us talk about, you there should email us at hellodinnergamer.net, and we will talk about it on the next podcast. <laughs> happy? I'm happy. Should we start I'm over? Happy. No, no. I like I it. I thought that was Fuck great. It. I thought We're doing it, it live. It was good. It, it was, was good, good until you like, fucked me up. I, oh. Yeah. And then <laughs> Thanks for great. fucking him up, Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we are still at Southwest by Southwest. <laughs> Southwest by Southwest. by Southwest. South by Southwest. South by Southwest. S-X-S-W. Yeah. We we're decided here. to drink some more and continue. So Dude, we're more drunk so. than we were yesterday. Yeah, Are we? As y'all, no, as we're y'all not. listen to this podcast, you'll find <laughs> us each day drinking maybe more alcohol, maybe less. <laughs> at least tonight. So we're so I gotta I guess we'll talk about probably in the, the discussion topic later on, but you're gonna hear the before and the after. We're about to go to some party called the Fluff House Party. We're gonna do a discussion after. No, not after, no. Tomorrow. After t- no, oh, we're going to do... Okay, uh, dear tomorrow. God. Yeah. This is day three That's going to be bad. I'm we're sorry. The, flu- the Fluff House party tonight. Oh, describe the Fluff House for us. It's apparently a bunch of like NFT like rabbit characters. <laughs> it's like a marketplace for NFT rabbit characters. And it's really, really... I don't understand what's going on with it. Furries like, have furries. gone digital. But furries it's apparently like a really popular thing. Like They have Mike Shinoda... From Lincoln Park, like doing a music thing tonight. Ghostland Observatory is playing, which is like a huge band. Yeah, that's pretty good. Last night they had Dylan Francis. And we are VIPs it, to it. They call it a metaverse ecosystem of NFT character collectibles in a global creative community. So, and you can meet the Fluffle on their website at <laughs> yeah, Fluff.World. Meet the Fluffle. So we're gonna meet the Fluffle IRL tonight. Wow. At this party as wow. VIPs. So we're very are they excited be, to check that out. Is it a hologram? No, dude, well, that we would don't know be yet. Fucking dope, a hologram fluffy hey, girl walking around. I just <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw some cool shit on the expo floor, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's basically like a holo- I basically discussion. saw a hologram. Just, whole discussion is South by yeah. Southwest. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be I'm excited. Um, you guys should be. We excited. can talk about how much we got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All the yeah, it'll be great. So anyway, damn it, there's a fire. <laughs> oh my god. So day one, we're really fucked up. Uh, All right, what's our news? All right, so first article we have is coming from GamesRadar.com, and it is about a massive NVIDIA leak that took place recently where... Like a shit ton of data was was hacked and gathered and and acquired. And in that leak, some of the things that came out of it was a potential Nintendo Switch Pro rumor or story, essentially. So in it, uh, Tech Power Up shared the details of what they describe as the mother of all power attacks. And a Nintendo sleuth 
on Twitter, just, just dissected this information and appears to have found references to a Nintendo Switch successor in the leak code. Per the translation of the files, the leak code suggests that Nintendo is still running with the NX code name from way back when, and the Switch is still in the middle of its life cycle, and it seems to be evident that the hardware referenced in the leak isn't a full-blown successor, but rather an upgrade, much like a Nintendo Switch Pro or perhaps Super Nintendo Switch. Hmm. What? That's crazy. But what largely what we're going to get in it is um, horrible name. possibly support for DLSS, um, ray tracing, and um, some more things. So I thought the don't o- know if it's 4K yet. But I thought the OLED was supposed to be the pro of the Switch. No. No. So that was the rumor. Yeah. But then it ended up being like a quarter step instead. Wow. Now yeah. I kind of feel mad because I just bought one. Yeah, if you bought it one, I you're convinced screwed. You. Well, no, you didn't convince me. It's just no. like because our Switch was broken because my wife was playing around with it, customizing it, and uh, touchscreen doesn't work. And broke. And then we had that event, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We can use my old Switch for the events and help out, and I could just buy some a new Switch. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I love it. Look, it's outstanding. It's, it's sturdy yeah. compared to the old ver- with, old model. Would the new Switch be OLED still? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's oh, yeah. OLED. It's just probably going to be... I, see, what I want to talk about is, like, what does this need to actually do? Because we, were had, we had all these hopes for, like, a 4K Switch, right? And we got an OLED Switch, which is basically just, like, better, better blacks, screen. better color. A little bit better. Yeah. But, like, I mean... What do they need to do to really satisfy us with this new upgrade? Better memory. Yes. Have Bluetooth in there. Yes. Uh, it already has a Wi-Fi card, so yeah, uh, the Bluetooth has to. That's be really there. I think yeah, that's really need, should be head, headphones. Yeah, and yeah, if we can get 1080p gaming on it. But here's the thing about getting 1080p gaming on it, like anything visually upgraded. What games are you really playing on the Switch that you need that for? I mean, you don't. But I mean, need like it. 1080p, I feel like isn't a huge. 4K is a huge ask on a mobile headset or yes. a mobile device. But I feel like 1080 is just like I feel like should be like just out of the box. Like that's that's a standard. We're in a 4K and almost an 8K world right now. Mm. Like our handheld should have 1080p. Our phones are like almost 4K. They might yeah. actually be 4K. No, some of them. Yeah, so, some of them you know, are like, 4K. Like if we have that on our phone. Why can't smaller, we get it on something? Why can't that, we get it on a switch? Yeah. It should That's be my the fact of standard because yeah. they're making money from it. They're going to oh, just I'm keep sure. pumping, yeah. pumping it's it cheaper. Out. To well, build. that's the thing. It's just cheaper. I think they're trying to keep the cost down. And I mean, I've said before, we we really don't need 1080. Yeah. I mean, it's great that you can put it on your dock and it's docked at 1080. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not even saying they need 4K. I feel like 4K is like definitely becoming the standard around here. Yeah. If you're is. gonna have DL DLSS. Like, I feel like you at least need to have 1080 on this thing. Yeah. Are we going to well, have ray tracing so on some of this thing? If they well, come they out with the Pro yeah, like, Switch, I'm assuming we're calling it Pro Switch, are you going to purchase one since you just got a OLED? Depends what games are coming out that have the features okay. that will make it. I mean, most likely, yes. But if it I'll had, get it. I'll if get it. it had the 1080, if it had the Bluetooth, and it had everything else you wanted, you would most definitely Yeah, it. yeah. Would you trade in your... Yes, oh, I okay. would. I would. No, you should keep it so we can use it for events. <laughs> <laughs> Train that shit in. I'm a trooper, right? Would you? 
Uh, I don't even feel like you play yours as much. I don't, and that's a, that's a, the struggle that I have. Is like <laughs> you just got the OLED. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, like I probably would just to say I have it. Yeah. And I've reviewed it, but I mean, yeah, I don't I don't play my OLED Switch. You gonna play often. Kirby when like, it comes out? Yeah, I'm gonna play Kirby I'm for sure. Yeah. Playing the shit out of Kirby. And there's a demo. Did y'all play the demo? There's play a demo. demo yeah. I downloaded it. But I haven't I played, played it either, but I have downloaded. I lost the demo, demo out for Triangle Strategy. It's too. been out for a minute. Well, I mean, yeah. like. Is there a time limit on when oh, you no, pull no. it? No, you, it'll always be out there. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to yeah. download it when I get home. Yeah. Finally um, play my OLED Switch. I'll definitely play Kirby. My problem is, like, I, I never beat Super Mario Odyssey. Uh-huh. I never beat... I haven't beat anything on my Switch, to be honest. I don't think I have, I have yet I to beat I thought you beat Luigi Mansions. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I did. Because you can't that talk to me about game. it. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, none of, none of the other games I've ever beat. So it's yeah. kind of... It's, <laughs> I'm excited for my Steam Deck. I want, I want that, <laughs> like, because I feel like I'm gonna. And that one's gonna be 4K, correct? <sighs> no, it's, it's also. I think it's gonna be capped to 1080. 1080. Well, but still, what it does is it, it gives you my Steam library. Yeah. And it's gonna have just better graphics out of the box because it's basically a computer mm-hmm. um, inside there, and I think that will be a big, huge step up. But yeah. I mean, one of the things that I. I loved about the Switch was that, oh, I can play all these indie games that I used to want to play on a handheld device on a handheld device. Yeah. Well, the Steam Deck is going to give me the ability to play the hand, the the indie games that I've bought that mm-hmm. are on Steam that I won't play on my PC on a handheld device. So I don't have to buy more games, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting thing. Uh, so far is a game, side scroller. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one was just called Far, and it's yeah, it was called Far. I think it was like Lone Sales was the first one or something. It's about this character who finds this ship in a post-apocalyptic world, and you have to sail uh, in one direction, which is right, you go okay, left or right, and it's kind of like um, like uh, Limbo in a way, or yeah. uh, Inside. <clears throat> so it's kind of got that feel, very static with the visuals and stuff, and so. I was like, these are the games that I want to play on the Switch and not on the computer, right? Yeah. Or not on my console. Right. And so I got far on my Switch, and you can tell that there's definitely graphical degradation in that. And um, I was just like, shit. And then I got the new the new far. Yeah. Like yeah, Changing so Tides or whatever. Far Alone Sales is the first one. Far Changing Tides is the second one. I got it on my Xbox pat, Game Pass, and I played it on this computer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, the visuals are so much better. Okay. So now, like, I kind of just want to play it on my PC laptop because, god dang, that's just... It's like, yeah, the OLED look great, but, man, if we can get some 1080 on there with some DLSS, some ray tracing, I would play it on my Switch for sure. Steam Deck, am I right? I'm not... <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? it's looking better every time. Like, I, I just think there is a place for the Nintendo Switch. I just think... I agree. It yeah. definitely needs an update. And... um we're quick, like, <laughs> I mean, we're on a rocket ship to 4K being the standard, and if they're not getting on board, it's just going to be something for, like, children and hardcore Nintendo fans. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you look at it, I'm sure the Switch is, like, if you look at gaming across the board, yeah. it's probably one of the most used consoles. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I mean, we're talking to a casual gaming audience right now, and, like, yeah. they are likely playing a lot of games on the switch and it's like who is the guy that we listen to was reggie it, was it reggie that's talking about playing yeah when it was talking about like playing games with your kids like like you want to be able to play the games with your child yeah and um and a switch is a way 
that's easy for a parent to play with their their kid. Yeah. So if you're an adult oh, yeah. has children, the switch is a no-brainer <laughs> because yeah. it's family friendly most likely and easy to have everybody jump in and play whereas other <clears throat> hardware or systems aren't as much that way. Yeah. And to clarify, I mean even if it doesn't get to the point where I want it to be, I think it's still a very viable option regardless cuz Oh yeah. It's so there's awesome. a lot of a lot of awesome things there. I mean, yeah. what is it? The second best-selling console. It's only been out for five years. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with their IP. I mean, they got solid IP. I mean, it may not have the best graphics, but it's really good games. Yep. Speaking of IP that is out there in the world, uh, PlayStation had another state of play in February. So in January, they had their. Um, um, Gran Turismo and Ghostwire Tokyo specific state of plays. Well, now they're back. And this time it's a Japanese focus event that they brought out that really wasn't. Did y'all watch like watch the state of play at all? Or did you just like watch highlights? After I watched that? highlights afterwards. And I wasn't, there was nothing from my memory. There was nothing on there that like blew me away. Yeah. I, I was just like, Oh, okay. And I was really bummed because, like, I remember State of Plays when they first started doing them. They were freaking badass. It's like yep. Ghost of Tsushima long-term. Like, they showed 20 minutes of gameplay for Ghost of Tsushima. Freaking great. And, like, they've been doing a lot of that. But I guess it's just that the their games haven't been as much of, like, the hype hasn't been as much there for it's not, like, our type of game or it's just, like, not as no. exciting. But this one, definitely, I watched, I spent, it was, like, 25 minutes long. I watched the whole thing. And most of it I wasn't very in, in, intrigued. I was yeah. kind of, like, I haven't seen a state of play of anything <clears throat> that I was just, like, oh, man, this is blowing me away. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just because they're they're working on stuff still for those like major companies that they bought yeah. or what. But uh, hopefully we'll get one that's like outstanding and talked about for years. I bet they're holding out on the Project Spartacus like re launch. Re yeah, and then they'll be like, oh hey, by the way, look at these all these games coming out with Project Spartacus for the next year, mm -hmm. and then that's when we're gonna get it. But in, in it, they got a game. They they had a game called Exo Primal that looked kind of cool. It was set in twenty forty three. There's mech warriors taking on crowds of dinos that. Yeah, that was fucking weird because that's a very japanese game I, oh I, yeah that's the one i saw and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now because it's like anthem mixed up with fucking like you said yeah fighting dinosaurs and it's just a massive horde system that keeps going i was just yeah. like uh. it was it was interesting but definitely not a like oh shit this is gonna be a great game kind of yeah. deal um they showed more gameplay from ghostwire tokyo which looked good um, I think I'm gonna get that game, but I hope so. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm not getting it. There's a uh, Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. They show more Forspoken gameplay that did just get delayed to October, so that's uh, not coming out as soon as I thought it would. Um, but the gameplay did look, fun. I thought looked pretty sweet. Yeah, looks yeah. fun. Looks sweet. I'm yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, got a lot of moves and how and long? Stuff. Yeah, how, how far did it get pushed back? <sighs> Or did I, they say? I can't remember. I mean, it was going to be coming out, I want to say. Was it in October of this year? No. Well, that's when it's pushed. Oh. So um, I think it was going to be coming out. It was going to be coming out soon. Like, August? Uh, no. April? May 24th. May. Okay. So it's going to be May. So let's put May, August, September, October, November. October. Yeah. Three months. Roughly. That's fun. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I hope it'll be good. PS5 and PC. 
Nice. Uh, did y'all see the Gundam Evolution game? That looks I awesome. Not. It looks like it's like Valorant, but with Gundam. I love it. Wait, which yeah. one's Valorant? Valorant's the game that's a PC game that uh, you have like characters. It's from League of, League of Legends creators. Yeah. And it's uh, squad based. It's 5v5, 4v4, one of the two. And um, it's one hit kill. So you fight, you die, and you wait till your teammates are dead, and then you go out. Um, you, it's round base, so okay. it's like best of I think twelve or something like that. So this game's you said is similar to that. It's just the visual style of it looks similar. I mean, uh-huh. not the visual style, the menus and stuff like that. So it's like you got your scoreboard at the top. You have all your characters from the blue team, all your characters from the red team. I gotcha. And it's just like very much like a. It looks like an Overwatch, a Valorant, like a t- very heavily oh, team based nice. squad shooter kind so of game. So if you want some. Uh, uh, Titanfall action. Here you go. The yeah. original Titanfall. Original oh yeah. Titanfall. Um, yeah. Gundam. Gundam. They need a. I'm, I'm glad that's coming out because I played some of the older ones. It was more of a fighting simulator type game, yeah. but it was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. gonna have point capture, domination, and destruction mode. Ooh. So it's very. I guess it's more probably Overwatch than it is Valorant. I'm yeah, down. That's what it sounds like I'm yeah. down. Huh? I might be um, down for that. Let me some Gundam wing. Yeah. Yeah. Just Gundam. They announced a turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga collection. Yeah, fuck off of that. <laughs> 13 games originally released on Blech. platforms including arcade, Blech. NES, Super NES, etc. It's it's again, how many one games? Of those deals. 13? 13, yeah. Jesus. It's one of those deals that's like why nostalgia. We need new ones. We need nostalgia. new stuff. Like give us something new that's exciting and cool. Yeah. I saw the trailer of that and I was just like, why? Why? Some people want it, and they're just trying to make money. It was Fuck easy off. to bring it forward, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but you know what else is kind of cool? Is Trek to Yomi? Is what Trek to Yomi? Trek to Yomi? Yep. What's that one? An immaculately stylish samurai game returns, challenging, uh, challenging. Sorry, channeling the same cinematic touch that made Ghost of Tsushima such a masterpiece. Mm. Trek to Yomi does differ from Jin Sakai's adventure, thanks in no small part to its black and white 2D art style, but there's exactly the same focus on patient, precise swordplay. The new trailer shows off a bunch of game characters as well as its voice cast uh, and also outlines a spring 2022 release window for PlayStation 4, or PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 4. That doesn't look really good. It's, it's got, side it's, scrolling. Oh, it's a yeah. side scroller. But it's like it a mix between cool. Sifu and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, oh. yeah. I think you'll probably love it. No, I'm just gonna replay Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> like, you guys, <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I'm, no, I'm I know, I know. I just just have to laugh at I, it. I need, I need something that makes me happy and that makes me super happy. Yeah. There was also a uh, RPG called Valkyrie Elysium. Uh-huh. That was an action RPG that is from Square Enix. That's a mix of Norse mythology with dynamic Ooh. combat, and uh, has special combos, big finishing moves, etc. Um, comes out in 2022. Um, but I think for me, what was the biggest announcement, which is not a new game, but it made me excited because I wanted to play a game called Returnal, and I couldn't oh, yeah. because it was too hard. And then, I mean, I could have, but it was too hard. So I didn't. And now they've announced a co-op mode for... So is that is that co-op mode free? Or is it part of a DLC pack? Because I don't want to put money into this game. This game's fucking hard. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a free update coming okay. out March 22nd, so this month, and it's going to deliver a huge feature. So it's a Return of Ascension. We'll add a Tower Assault-style survival mode and then campaign co-op. Nice. Campaign co-op? It's yeah, not a so, separate? No, no. It's like you do co-op with your friend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read down. You going to play it? Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah, Damn yeah. it. I want to try it. Yeah. You're going to try and make me get it? Is it how many? Wait, is it Probably. co-op like two or like? Three multiple people. Let's find out, listeners. We're gonna look it up right now. Find out together. Eternal. Eternal. I'm pretty sure it's just two. <sighs> so I I love the PlayStation back in the day, but I feel like this whole uh, state of play is very much what I used to see like coming out games back in the day for like PlayStation when I was like. They're cool, but like I don't want to play this. Yeah, no, I agree. Would you? The whole state of play is just—I don't know. We don't have any like major games that need to be shown off right now that like an American audience would really yeah. enjoy. And True. that's what's kind of sad, and that's why I think it's kind of lulled a little bit. Yeah. So, two players only. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's similar to single player Returnal. However, if players get too far apart, they will be tethered back together, so that they focus remain the focus remains on cooperative gameplay, and both players feel connected to the fates of each other. If one player is down, there is still hope; the other has the option to revive them. But be wary that this will require some time investment and the heat of battle you'll need to be mindful of the myriad surrounding threats. Let you join your fallen comrade in oblivion. We can finally beat that fucking game. That's Maybe what I'm getting from it. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. awesome. Probably yeah. gonna be yeah. still, but I'll, yeah, I'll re-download it this weekend. Okay, then we'll jump into it. Yeah, well, we gotta go through Tiny Tina's Wonderlands first. Oh fuck, I forgot yeah. about that. When does that like come out? Comes March out March 25th. 25th, and this comes out March 22nd. So a time. Dying Light Two has to be beat. Yes, we have to beat Dying Light Two. And today is oh, congratulations, game? Austin, for closing your three rings. Thank you. We are, <laughs> we are game. seven days or no nine days away from the Returnal update, but okay. only twelve days away. Well, we can wait off on Returnal and we can just jump into yeah. What's Travis going to play this game with us? What game? Tiny, Tiny Tina? Tina's. No. Why not? He never plays games with us. I can't rely on him to be able to play. Don't look at me. I don't fucking know. I don't know if he's talked to you about <laughs> playing this game or not. No. He doesn't like Borderlands. Ugh. That's, a whole, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. I feel, like, I feel like the more people we get involved in it, the less chance less we'll be chance able to play together. Play together, yeah. Okay. So we Sorry, Travis. Save. You're out. Lucky <laughs> You're Travis. out. No, All right. Um, where, where are we at next? Next up, we have Skull and Bones from Ubisoft. Uber, May not be so. dead, everybody. It, coming back it, with NFTs. Yeah. Coming back with <laughs> NFTs. Get a ship, get it minted, and that ship will become yours. You can sell to anybody for Woo. gold doubloons. Just hey, kidding. sorry, off topic real fast. So Star Citizen, you get a ship, right? You yeah. pay thousands of dollars Take for it. Shit. It's an NFT. But what if it gets blown up? Like, But it's, it's not an NFT. No longer an NFT? NFTs didn't, get, didn't exist yeah, but what if, Star Citizen. But, okay, I know, but why, why can't they just make it happen now? But Put it on the blockchain. Exist. No. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, we have NFTs now. We can't nah. make the ship an NFT. No, actually, that might actually happen. Yeah. But I then can, what I if it gets blown up? Uh, it gets reincarnated. Yeah. Or it's just gone. Or it's just like on a showroom floor and well, you can't use like, it in the game. It's just like when you put Probably, like, yeah, you know, millions of you dollars. put like a wad full of cash under your mattress and then your house catches on fire. Yeah. Same deal. 
gone. <laughs> Same deal. It's gone. <laughs> god dang. Oh my gosh. It's all gone. Someone spent like 200 grand on a ship in Star Citizen, and it is ridiculous. Not even I out saw yet. Jack Frags playing Star Citizen the other day, and it was actually got me high. I feel like I need to go download it and just play what's there. I just Because it seems like there's some really good shit it's in like, there. Now. It's like Ashes of Creation. Like It's still in development. It's been in development <laughs> for like a decade. Like When is it coming out? Ashes of Creation is not near as long. Star Citizen is just forever. It's just crazy. I don't yeah. think it is going to come out. They're just going to keep working on it <sighs> and never say it's done just so they can say that, you know, give us more money. That's the idea. Anyways, but Skull of Bones. Of Bones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, long de- delayed Ubisoft pirate game that was meant to be a game where you, like, jump onto a ship and you command a crew of people, which is basically like, dreadnought. like you control it's the like ship. It's like Dreadnought. It's like Dreadnought. Um, and then uh, you would do all these things, but then the game got, like, postponed or pushed back. And now, suddenly, they've announced a very early access version that is going to be released for people to sign up for. So it's like a quality assurance role. So you can apply it for the Insider program huh. um, and be one of those dedicated to testing work-in-progress versions of Skull and Bones if you're admitted. Nice. Um, you must adhere to an NDA and Ubisoft's Code of Conduct. But their main objective is to get real data and feedback. We want to see what our players are doing. Uh, when they're free to wait, we want to see what our players do when they're free to play our game whenever they want, however they want. Most importantly, we want to know how they feel about the game. What I want to know before this even happens is yeah. what is this game now? Wait, I thought what I'm confused. On, what's the other pirate game? Sea of Thieves. Oh, okay, that's, that's what I'm getting confused with. Okay, that's the Mike so, game. Yeah. So, what was your question? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. I don't have a question. Oh. So when this first the game first came out, it's it, it basically like Dreadnought, where you go on the sea and you try to outmaneuver navally other the other ships on different teams. Yeah, you can collect gold. For okay, killed. And then I think they try to do restructuring on like making it different, and then then it went in development hell for. And did disappeared for a little bit. And the rest was history. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like the way it was was cool. It was different than Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And it felt like it was kind of like a it was like an Overwatch, but instead you're commanding a ship. It's competitive gameplay where you're commanding a ship instead of yeah. a single person. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Well, like you're the person commanding the ship. Yeah. You're just the captain of the ship, the the, the front of the ship. And everybody so else like is like doing this shit. Right on a team, but everyone has a different ship that does something better yeah. than the other. Like one's fast, so he can get in there quick. And yeah, some, like some t- tags of people. I fucking yeah. blame Assassin's Creed Black Flag for all this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's where exactly he, where it came from. That's exactly where it came yeah, from. That's what they were like. Hey, we got a black God. flag, and people love ships, so let's make this game. See, yeah. I always wanted the game where you could like control some NPCs and like they actually do something. Some kind of, kind of Titanfall, there were NPCs. And, but Why know, not, like, have something them. out in space? Like, doing spaceship battles instead of pirate battles. Dreadnought. That already exists. Yeah, oh, Dreadnought. Right. Yeah, that's Dreadnought. what it was, yeah. yeah. That's what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't fucking know. It was know. really fun. Like, Dreadnought was really fun, and now it's like, this could be like that, but on the seas, and I think it's cool. Yeah. But it'd be, like, what I wanted Sea of Thieves to be was something like that, where you can jump on board... But you would need NPCs that will jump on board and like fight. Would people, you right? fight? Yeah, I don't know. Sure, well, I, <laughs> like, I don't I know. You guys are gonna keep talking though. No, like, I'm pretty much like yeah, okay. I'm not about it. I'm not about it. I'm at 
if I can sign up for the uh, thing to test it out, I'll do it. But the game's supposed to be free to play. I don't know. We don't know. There's no one knows anything. No, I said changed. yeah. They were they were giving you an option to. They wanted to open up this beta thing for yeah. people to have to be free to play whenever they want and see how they react to it. I see. So basically, doing the same thing Fortnite did back in the day. Sure. Got it. Yep. Um, uh, on the note of what you just said, Austin, about a game that lets you like control squads and shit like that. Um, I played a game with Daryl actually recently um, called Enlisted and it's a game that's like free on the uh, PlayStation store Yeah, and it's a World War II first person MMO Oh, and in it you are dropped into game worlds where it's like you are uh, I played one mission that was like I don't know there's like 50 people on the server or whatever and you get to command you pick your characters are squads, not individual characters. Uh, that's interesting. And each squad has a different like makeup. So one's like your paratrooper squad, one's like your tank squad. And each one you drop in with those people and you're controlling uh, one of those players, but you get to give them orders in your multiplayer experience. So you can be like, I want my squad to attack this flank or attack this point. Yeah. And then you run up there with them and give them orders and stuff like that. And if your character dies and you get switch to the other person your squad until they're all dead um That's and i played cool. that and the first one i got like 61 kills and i feel like a badass and i was just like wrecking everything with the game and then i played the next round and i got destroyed <laughs> um because everybody with the tanks was way better than i was but if that's what you're looking for that might be a game to check out because it was actually pretty fun interesting um i thoroughly enjoyed it so cool yeah well we need more info from skull and bones that is right. All right, last story we have today before we close things out here with this discussion topic. Our favorite game of ever, Battlefield 2042. Oh, my everybody. God. Everybody, don't we about love this? this game? I told you that we're talking about oh, this. Come on. Come on, Jason. Yeah, don't you love this on, game? Jason. Don't you love this game? Hours got me, hours. like, so fucking hyped up for this we're game. Gonna, we play it, and it's just fucking terrible. We're going to do a land so party, and we're going to play this for hours. And you're Hell, yeah, there. we are. Oh, man, that'd be great. And you're gonna if we just play this for, like, 10 hours on a d- one day, I mean, how awesome would that be? I'll do it. Don't. Okay. You're cool. not fucking scaring me. Well, It's matter if you guys get your schedules right, and we can all do it together, then, yeah. Okay, so Battlefield 2042 <laughs> has announced that uh, obviously they realized that they fucked up. Really? That their game is struggling <laughs> a little bit and has issues. So they're working on a lot of different things. Um, they did release a scoreboard, finally. So that is okay. finally in the game. So you have a scoreboard now where you can actually see what all your people are doing. See Big miss on their part, but whatever. But they also announced they're going to be doing huge map design improvements. Um, so one of the things they're going to address is traversal, adding in players' complaints that the game feels like a walking simulator because of the large distance between flags. They're going to position base spawn and flags to improve gameplay experiences. And then the intensity they did hear from people, which I agree with, that breakthrough was way too chaotic for 128 players. So the devs are reviewing a way to see if it makes sense to drop it to 64 as a standard as opposed to 128. And um, they feel that that will help the total number of vehicles that can spawn and ensure that their presence isn't as overwhelming. You're going to adjust line of sight so that uh, players uh, get targeted often from enemies at a distance. They're going to do different design improvements to make that easier for players so they don't get like sniped off in the middle of these massive open spaces. Increase uh, focus on paths from location to location. And add more cover so that there's not as much like open areas where you're just like running around you're like, 
oh shit, I'm just going to get sniped by somebody from a distance. So there's going to be a lot more cover in those open spaces. So basically that means like every map needs redesign, but <laughs> they're going to do it. And that's exciting. I'm happy they're going to do it, but fucking yes, it's a little too late. I mean, shit. How did this stuff get past QAQI, huh? How? What's QI? I don't know. Quality investigation? Quality insurance. Assurance. That's A. That's QA. Yeah. Quality investigation. Yeah. Quality. Quality. Well, no, what else would it be? I don't know. Qual- it's not. Quality. You just made that up. No, no, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. The like QA is quality assurance. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. QA, yeah. Quality inference. 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 <laughs> quality information. Oh, we don't know what's happening anymore. Look, I'm just saying, why we? Why did we get to this point? This is one of those things that, like, it's one thing to have bugs, but to have, like, a solid foundation for your game to to grow and continue to be based off of. But it's like, oh, shit, we got to go back to the drawing board to make everything right. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Especially for a $70 game. I mean, yes. They, they missed the mark on this one, unfortunately. And this is my first ever Battlefield that I've played, so. And if I'm not making a compelling enough argument... They were thinking about making it go free to play because they don't have enough freaking players yeah. to continue this game. I find that and ridiculous. Whose fault is that? It's their fault. That would make and me as so a sign. Mad. How did that this, petition do, anyways, to refund people? I don't know. We should look it up. But I don't know actually. This is just showing that this game is dying already. If they're already thinking to go free to freaking play, now there are talks that it was just going to be the uh, the that one map. Well, yeah. that one game mode, right? Yeah, that one game mode where you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, and fuck um, up the servers. Yeah, it is just it's just bad. It's just so bad. And it's just like why? Who who was in charge of this BS? Who? I don't know. <laughs> Seemed Actually, like you were about to say something. Dice isn't here anymore. The dice I feel like is not here anymore. I feel like they're trying to make it more uh, inclusive generally for everybody. And it's like, oh, we don't need a scoreboard because guess what? You're going to be sad that you suck. <laughs> so let's take it away. So you're just like playing the game, right? Well, you know what? People That's want, right. People want to know gonna, how good they did gonna be and how bad they did. Suck. Because if you don't know where you lie, you don't know if you need to get better and how you get better. I think you would know just right off the bat because you're dying so fucking much <laughs> that you need to get better. Yeah. I know that because I, I die like, so hey, much. Look, I feel like you should know if you have five I don't need kills a, and 30 deaths that you suck. Look, yeah, I don't need look, a fucking scoreboard to tell me that. Sometimes I think I'm sucking and I look at the scoreboard. I'm like, oh, shit, I got like my KD is through the roof and I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, my but you KD can figure that out with your kills and deaths. Dude, there's a lot going on in Battlefield. Are you serious? You just hold down tab and see which number is bigger. Yeah, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever look at the scoreboard till the end of the match. But <sighs> And now they have it after okay. all this BS. <laughs> Are you looking? This is why you get killed a lot, because you're looking at your, your menus. I don't ever get killed. I like. I always have a positive KD. It's great. I'm a master at that game. <sighs> so what do you think, A bro? master. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I know you are. But so I'm I'm excited, but I I'm also like disappointed. That's like is this gonna bring people these map these map situations should have been solved before they brought the game out. Yeah, no, it's gonna have it's not gonna bring anyone back. The people that bought the game, the OG players that love this game, they're gonna go back to it. They're gonna play it. 
So Give those it. who is, is the people that it's going to bring back, but it's going to fuck up these new players like me whenever I jump in. It's something totally fucking different when I thought it was supposed to be this. You don't remember anything. Yeah, Give I don't it, remember give anything. It a year. I, I wasn't there for it. In a year, they're going to have a whole bunch of new seasonal maps that have been released, and they're going to announce the Battlefield 2042 Game of the Year edition, mm-hmm. or, or Year One edition, and that's going to be a big <laughs> sale. Year One. Guess what, guys? We're stripping everything we did to make the game better. Year One. Is what you that's get. gonna be a big sale, yeah. and everybody's gonna buy it that never bought it, and that's gonna be the new player base. But no, people are most definitely gonna come back for it. Yeah, so I think some will, but this I game think is the hardcore fans the will. Shitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's definitely people who like it the way it is now because they're still playing it. But yeah. can we see on Steam charts what what we got right now? Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit, dude. I'm ready for some fucking food. Are you? I want some pizza. That actually does sound like really okay, good. Okay, right oh, hold on. Hold I got I got one more news article that just Wait. came to our oh just purview. just in. I just got a press breaking release. news press yeah, release. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh. press release for what? Yeah. I got I got number. You'll see. Battlefield <laughs> oh, 2042 all time peak over a hundred thousand. Hmm. That's it. Playing 15 minutes ago, 2,244. Oh my god! This game is dead. It is on Steam. This game's dead. Jeez. I heard their last like two games combine amount to more player players, players. than uh, the current one. God damn. So in November they had a peak of a hundred thousand. Oh boy. In December, one month later, they had a peak of forty seven thousand. Wow. Jesus. So it decreased by half. And it is now uh March. Yeah. So as of all the numbers in March right now, yeah, the peak players is four, uh, just a little over 4,000. That's 000. fucked up. Interesting. This game hasn't even been out for six months. Wow. It's already dead. Yeah. I mean, that just goes straight hey, right there. That it's new true. update's going to bring it back. <laughs> Look at Avengers. They're fucking yeah. getting there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck yeah. No Avengers Man's Sky, it, guys. Yeah, Come yeah, on. No Man's Sky. <laughs> Uh, so latest news just came out. Breaking news. This just came out tonight as we're recording this on Sunday, okay. March whatever, 13th, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, South by South Gaming Awards, South by Southwest Gaming Awards have revealed their winners. <gasps> oh, they shit. They are here. Here we go. Technical achievement goes to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Huh. All right. Excellence in audio design, Resident Evil Village. Okay. Yeah. I, I I seriously question all of these awards, by the Can way. Can I see these? Can you Excellent. Send those? No, I'm about to read them to you and then I'll send He's them. He's going to read it. He wants us to reactions. Yes. Excellence in narrative Final Fantasy 15 and Walker. What? What? No, 14. Sorry. The Still. MMO. Still, what the fuck? Excellence in multiplayer. It takes two. Okay. Excellence in score Final Fantasy and Walker. What the fuck? Excellence in game design, Inscription. This is a game I want to play. This is really good. Okay. Excellence in animation, art, and visual achievement, Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, geez. Um, and then there is uh, VR Game of the Year, Resident Evil 4 VR. Okay. Tabletop Game of the Year, Dune Imperium. Indie Game of the Year, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Nice. That's cool. good. And then, are you ready for this awesome Morales? Video Game of the Year, as chosen by the South by Southwest Gaming Awards, is Final Fantasy Endwalker. What the fuck? What 
the Where's the table? Let me flip this table. Where, can we see what? the nominees? What was it? Wait. Send this to is us. This a, is this a it's mobile a game? No, it's a it's a it's an expansion to it's the Witch Queen of Destiny 2. It's an expansion to the Final Fantasy MMO. And it's called Endwalker. And it's Did a very it, apparently Final Fantasy's thing is like it, very good. Where what? is it? Where do we find this? It's bro? an email I got, bro. It's an email, man. Email. Let me look this shit up. Wow. So I was very surprised to see that. Wow. That's a uh, Wow, what were the nominees for Game of the Year? I don't well, know. On their listing, because that, that, I don't even think that should have been a a thing. Look yeah. at now. I mean, I know that people were, like, really hyping on that. Okay, here we go. I got it. Your, your face got it. So, Video Game of the Year, nominated. It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2, Ration and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and then Final Fantasy and Walker. Wow. I would have took fucking Ratchet and Clank I mean, over all yes. that shit. What uh, the fuck? That's weird. I mean, obviously, we know it takes two one video game awards for you know Goaty. but I just feel like Final Fantasy isn't a big enough. I mean, it a lot of people be. like it, but it, yeah. I feel like it's still a niche thing at this the point. The scoring was chosen among twelve different categories. Winners determined by a weighted total between South by Southwest staff and advisory board input, as well as public voting. Hmm. All right, indie game of the year nominated. Uh, Kenna Bitcher Spirits, Kiyokuri, a colorful tale. Chicory. Chicory, thank you. This is a really good game. Kiyokuri, <laughs> Death's Door, Inscription, Loop Hero, Lost Words Beyond the Page, The Medium, oh, Unpacking, my. Valheim, and A Wild at Heart. So I think a lot of these actually could have definitely been chosen. I'm glad Kenny got chosen. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Tabletop game of the year, we're going to skip that. VR game of the year, we're going to skip that. <clears throat> Matthew Crump, Cultural Innovation Award. We're I didn't talk that. about that one either. <laughs> Excellence in Animation, Art, and Visual Achievement. Horizon, Forza Horizon 5, Hell Deathloop, yeah. X01, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and Wild at Heart. Deserved it. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah. Excellent game design. Inscription, Deathloop, Loop Hero, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal. I would have gave it to Returnal. But then again, I don't know what Inscription is. Inscription is supposed to be a really, really good game. I have it on my list to play this year. Your list of games that you need to play. Excellence in multiplayer. It takes two. Back for Blood. Halo Infinite. Riders Republic. Valheim. It takes two. It takes yeah, two. it takes two. Excellence in narrative. Endwalker. Deathloop. Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Lost in Random. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. What? What got picked for that one? Best narrative? Final Fantasy and Walker. Yeah, no, no fucking way. It should have been Marvel's Gardens Galaxy. Yeah, agreed. They did not let the people from South by pick. Them. They let one dude be like, "Hey, what? Hey, what? <laughs> he did it real quick." <laughs> what do you think? Oh yeah, Inwalker. Uh, audio design: Resident Evil Village, uh, Forza Horizon Five, Hell Let Loose, Inscription. Twelve minutes. Well, nice. Twelve minutes is awful. Well, that's why I didn't get picked. Oh, my God. <coughs> well, I will say Final Fantasy Online does have 25,000 players playing right now. So. Me, me, right. Me, 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 me. Excellent in technical achievement. Award to the game that pushed the capabilities of technology and programming furthest or most effectively. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Before Your Eyes, Forza Horizon 5, Hell Let Loose, or Returnal. Hmm. Hell Let Loose. That I think I would have given it to Returnal. Fuck. No? Yeah. I played play yeah. Hell Let Loose. That I'll was give it Returnal. That was it. That was it, guys. Cool. Well... Well, there you have it, folks. That is the 
South by Southwest Game of the Year awards. Yeah. Doesn't align with ours, but that's fine. That's you fine. know? Yeah. To each their own, right? Lame. <laughs> lame. Lame. Opinions lame, are lame. like assholes. Everyone has one. So that's right. All right. That's going to wrap and it up for the dirty. news this week, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, you can watch these discussions and much more at youtube.com slash gamer. We'll be right back for our topic of the show, which is all about South by Southwest 2022. South Southwest. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. discussion topic for this week we have the topic of the show and the topic of the show is what you've all been waiting for it is none other than south by southwest 2022 we are here we are still in south by in austin texas it's been a wild adventure this is our last night here and we are going to tell you all about our experience that we've had down here for our gaming representation of learning educating have met a goal tonight we met a goal. Yeah, we met a goal tonight. We met a goal. Yes. What's our goal? goal? Has been met. What is we it? We've been getting progressively more drunk through the podcast. <laughs> 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 yes. This is this is our third night, and we we broke this podcast up into three different segments, and we come back and we're pretty drunk. At least. I mean, I feel great. Yeah, I no, I feel outstanding. About. Yeah, of I, course you feel outstanding when you're like drunk. I mean, I'm sober. Anything. Yeah, I'm fine. Just, we just got progressively more drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah all that no, walking it's a good time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This experience has been out fucking standing. Seeing good. everything. I I was not expecting to have a different view on a lot of different things yeah. that happened here. So. Oh yeah. All right. What was the best thing that happened? Best thing that happened so yeah, far. Or most exciting or interesting. Uh. So uh, the are are we jumping into it now? Well, let me let me do a quick yeah, level set and then you yeah. can jump into I, it. I don't want to jump into let, it. Let people know that don't it. know exactly what South by Southwest is. So South by Southwest traditionally has always been a. Uh, it's like a music and film festival, but then over time they added an interactive component to it. Yes. So that's going to be technology, advertising, and things of that nature. And now gaming has been added to it. And in years past, it's been a gaming expo that they've had. That's like its own little thing. You can pay like thirty-five bucks to come in and go to the gaming expo. Mm-hmm. And that's traditionally what we will get is a gaming expo pass. And there's an expo floor, and there's some talks that happen, but not a whole lot of talks. Yeah. This is the first year that I can recall them having the amount of talks that they have regarding that. And it's the first year that they also don't have a traditional gaming expo pass. So to get in to see these events in the expo hall and into these conferences and stuff like that, you have to have the interactive badge. Yeah. So that's what we're working with right now. We have the interactive badge and there's a lot of really interesting industry conversations that happen. A lot of free drinks. A lot of free drinks. (laughs) A lot of places. A lot of food. A lot of things going on throughout all of Austin, Texas. Um, And it's been been an exciting experience. But now, Jason, tell me what uh, the best part has been for you thus far. So uh, the best part so far is going into the uh, VR, AR, XR, whatever they called it, uh, the segment experience. of things. So Brett and I got an opportunity to play. What, what was the game called? Gumball. Gumball oh, what, not even game. Gumball Dream. Gumball Dreams, and it was like a, a interactive movie almost. We actually uh, we jumped into a VR chat scenario, and Brett and I were there together along with a uh, a third member that we didn't know, but we got to know during that experience. And what what blew my mind the most is that they had an actual actor. Um, helping us 
go through this scenario of accomplishing tasks and solving puzzles. And I felt like that the actor itself was phenomenal. She did an outstanding job just by going off of what we were saying. So, and that's what threw me off the most. Like at first, uh, I could have swore they told me that it was AI because there was a little bit of lag time in it. But uh, after uh, after we did it and they told us no, they they do it all through Discord and tracking and all. It it was just phenomenal because you you can actually how can I put this? You can actually interact with the actor. And I think that's what I, I think that's the next step into movies and stuff like that. And the big topic mm-hmm. that I like to focus on is like Netflix competing with Fortnite because that's their biggest competitor. Yeah. I feel like this is something they can compete with with doing stuff like this if they Netflix dive into well Netflix, Fortnite. yes, okay, yeah, Netflix most definitely could have a interactive movie like let's say we uh, do y'all are y'all familiar with the movie Bright? At all with Will Smith? No. Yeah, I never watched it, but I'm it's outstanding, they, yeah. phenomenal. Movie. Is it really? Yes, it is. I mean, uh, we I reviewed it, it on my other podcast. Because it's a Netflix one, right? Yes, it's a Netflix yeah. exclusive. They're coming out with a sequel. It, it was what? Can we circle back to what the game was about? Oh, so what the game was about was very, very crazy, strange. But uh, you basically jump in with an AI robot. Well, supposedly AI, and it was an actor telling you hey you got to do this and that and uh you disguise yourself as an alien and the uh the main reason why she's doing this is to help an alien uh alien queen i would say right right yeah like yeah so you help her because she's dying and she's trying to progress her race so you go in there and you talk to her and she sends you off to accomplish tasks in order to get her out to orbit because she needs some kind of like battery space drive thing and like what she would do is like there was three of us we would jump in we would talk to her and she would send two of us away and then have a interaction with only one of us so we did it three oh. different times. So we had a personal, a like a personal thing with the actor, and then her playing that character. I, I thought that was phenomenal because there was a lot of improv involved in that. Because wh- what are you going to say to if if you're in that in that world, and she's saying different things to you to progress the storyline? Now that is interesting. Yes, yeah. and that's what like got me hooked because I was just like. Man, she's she's talking to me. The individual actor is talking to me, and we can only hear each other because the other guys are gone solving a puzzle. So we're having an actual a a personal moment, and that's what makes it like stick. Yeah. If Netflix can find a way mm-hmm. to have people have headsets or even a phone, like even if you just play it on your phone. Yeah. Somehow. Well, we go back to their Black Mirror uh, spinoff that Baldur they came out with. Dash? I can't remember what it was called. Bandersnatch. But Bandersnatch is where you pick the choices. This is like one of the book things where, right, oh, right. turn the page or whatever. If they can do something even more in depth where you're actually connecting with the actor, I mean, it's going to be a that lot. It would change. It will. Everything. But the big thing about this is... You would have to have multiple actors. You'll have to have multiple actors, and if the actor can do a very good improv, because half the stuff that uh, one of our guys was saying was kind of like off-the-wall shit and not realizing it was an actual person you were talking to. Jason. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I was, I was fully... That's the key thing. I was fully immersed in it, and I was trying to... 
dive deeper into the story and everything because I was fully in it. And that is the metaverse, and I I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Like these kind of things need to exist, but like, how do we? How do you make them mainstream? How do you make them something that could be, that could happen more often than not, without it being a very limited experience for a short amount of time? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's kind of like it's like going to see a movie. Is what this kind of is. It's like if you, if you, if we get. VR headsets in everybody's household. It's like all you have to do is plug this in and then connect. You get a cardboard thing to put on. Well, even your phone. But it was, I feel like there's something really different about it with the the immersion that the VR headset gave you. I agree. Because it's like, I I mean, like literally there was a point where, like, you know, he was like trying to strangle me just (laughs) jokingly. And then she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't hurt your friends. Don't hurt your friends. Like, just like that. But yeah. How do you get people to accept this? Like, if you were to implement this in like <laughs> five months, six months, we can't. How would you? We're yeah, not there yet. You yeah. have to get something where people can print something out. Yeah. Or get something shipped to you. Well, to use your phone because yeah. the phone is like the only thing that everyone can access right now. Yeah. I just unless don't, they wanted to do. Well, I yeah. think this is good foundation yeah. work. Like, this is outstanding foundation yeah. work to actually like. If I can go into a Avengers movie. And portray a certain character. It could be a civilian or whatever, and interact with Robert Downey Jr. That—that's cool. a one-time experience. Hey, we're getting closer to AI being that good, yeah. and that's another—that's another topic. I mean, yeah. AI in general. I didn't get to experience that that much, but the VR, how how close we can do something like that. Because this lady was out in LA while we were doing it, and we were just connecting in that moment. And it felt special to me. It felt very unique. And I highly enjoyed that aspect of it. What I think is really interesting about it is like, so this company that, that put this app together is called Ferryman Collective. So you should check them out if you're interested in these experiences. But um, one thing that I thought was really interesting about it is like we have a lot of friends that are they're actors that, you know, they're not like, you know, working in AAA, you know, top notch films and stuff like that. But they're looking for acting work. Yeah. This is a good way to generate a passive income or not even passive. It's an active income, but generate an income that can be consistent if they keep doing these events and setting them up and they don't have to go somewhere, no. which is nice. You know, they're just like in there and just trying to like practice their improv, practice their, their stuff. And I think it's cool. Cause I mean, I don't know how like these, you know, what level of quality these actors are, but for me it was like, I thought they were great. Yeah. They did a really, really good job. And it's like, I mean, our friend Daryl that we, we know, you know, through the podcast, like, I mean, I think he would be a perfect for a role like this to just, like, jump in here and just, like, run it. Great. Yeah, you can get all these, like, entry-level <laughs> actors to come in there. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. I mean, entry mid or even, like, during the pandemic when there wasn't a lot going on. This is a way to, like, yeah. kind of help them get, yeah. you know, keep that's, work going and that's stuff. That's one thing is, like, how do you, how do you, okay, so we went to this floor and they had a bunch of these experiences like 20 30 minutes long and it's like at this moment right now i don't want to spend 20 to 30 minutes in something that is so you need the expectation that that's what you're getting into and we didn't have that when we walked in that room well i, I didn't know like how good are the experiences like we've had right. experiences before in vr and it's just like this is bullshit, it's not bullshit. yeah it's boring i don't want to be here and it's like well i'm kind of stuck in the experience because honestly i don't want to take it off and be like i don't like it you know yeah, well, that's when you that should. Stuff. That's when you should I mean, take it right. off and you're be like, because right. we need the critique. It, we don't need to be soft about yeah, stuff like honest, that. Be honest, Austin. People put their heart and soul into this. and But they need that. 
They yeah. need they need yes, that. But some of these experiences aren't meant for me. That's yeah. the thing. And I but that feedback is so important. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, well, it's I either, well, that's why I like thinking ahead. Yeah. Should I get into this experience? Sure. Why not? And I was like, maybe I don't want to do this. Yeah. I just want to get I just want to play pirate uh what's that one game on the really popular game pirate sea of thieves no no it's the <laughs> one where you're shooting all the drones that come out oh uh space pirate space Trainer. pirate, space pirate. Yeah. like it's great like i'm getting this vr thing there's all these drones and i have a scoreboard and well, i want to get yeah, the score I, and i, I like, feel like this one this one is uh it's different is focused in on a certain audience that wants the experience and the interaction I, I think that's the key thing is interacting with someone, especially an actor that's portraying this character. Yeah. You can throw whatever you want at this person and they they just come up with it. I think yeah. that's what really like blew my mind is just they <clears throat> they just come up with it and keep it with the storyline. Well it's like we always have like we've talked about and one of the things we heard a lot over the course of this uh event is that um in the metaverse and in this virtual world that we're working, I mean, this virtual world we're working to build towards is like there needs to be a, a human connection for it to feel real and feel yes. true. And that was a literal human connection that we it had and with we, somebody that mm -hmm. was in a virtual world. And that was, that was pretty wild. And the fact that like, we didn't really know, I mean, it's interesting because like we knew we should have known going into it, but yeah. the fact that we were kind of oblivious to it and did experience what we thought was AI and then when we got out of it, we're like, holy shit, that was an actual person I was talking yeah. to. Like that was that was really interesting. And they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Yeah. And this this company is actually doing shows on the Oculus Quest 2 at certain times that you can sign up for yeah. and actually be involved. Because uh, when we first That's walked cool. up, when That's I first cool. walked up to uh, get a feel for it, because we all kind of spread out during that time frame because there was so much going on, so much VR, um, that uh, she told me, well, if you, if you can't sign up today, we actually have shows during the week and stuff that you can just join yeah. in on. And I was just like, yeah. No, most definitely. And they oh, gave wow. me awesome. they gave me the card for their next showing that they're gonna do. So I, I feel like mm -hmm. this is a this is a good way mm -hmm. to introduce the metaverse into where you can experience something unique and special to your own like story. Yeah. So what? the metaverse has been a big thing here at South by. Yep. And it's all about how are you gonna get people to actually get in the metaverse? Because right now from well, before I came here, it was like I don't see how this becomes a thing in mm -hmm. like five years because the, the way that uh, Mark Zuckerberg wants it to be is you get a headset. Yeah, and that's Mark Zuckerberg. And you're, and you're in your room all day and like whatever, and you feel immersed, right? Which is a, not really a thing because it's just, it's different being in VR. Yeah. But something like this where there is someone else on the other yeah. side, like experiencing that, it's definitely something. Yeah. That well, that's. Propel it forward, but. Still, we're still in alpha phase. It's still foundation work on yeah. all of this. When I first played, uh, when I first got my Oculus t Quest touch controllers, there was a game that came with it called um, Dead and Bloated. And it was the first time I ever experienced like interacting with another person in the virtual world. And it was like a shoot 'em up Western game. We were like shooting like alien monster thingies or whatever. And when I got in there, I was like, didn't know that there was the audio that was going to be turned on when I got in. And then yeah. suddenly like the person next to me was like, Hey, um, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And was like helping me through the experience. Oh, I was like, okay. Whoa, holy shit. This guy's talking to me. <laughs> and then soon we're like 
connect, coordinating with one another. I don't know who the hell these people are. I don't know what they look like. I don't know where they live, any of that stuff. But we were like sitting there playing like a three player, like uh, like a boss route or like a you know rush style um, horde mode kind of deal. And I was like, this is really, really interesting and unique. And like, yeah, I could see him like not only like talking to me, but like crouching, waving, mm-hmm. throwing weapons to me. Like we could throw things to each other. Like it was, it was, it was not, unlike anything I've ever experienced. So wow. I kind of wish wow. there was a little bit more in the gumball yeah. experience that we had that it was more co-op. Yeah, because those puzzles seemed like it was just. One person can do it on their own. Yeah, because that's sure. what I did well, majority of the time whenever I was doing it. And Brett and I, we walked up to one puzzle, and I was just like, "Oh, maybe I, I'm supposed to pass something on to you to solve the puzzle." So there's more co-op in it, but it turns out it wasn't. You just have to be yeah good. So, question: What were the conversations between the lady? Oh boy, when, let's get when into y'all that. Wait, so one person would leave. Yep, and one person would stay behind. Yeah. Brett, what was the conversation that you had with her? Well, I thought it was when I first got there. I thought it was interesting that weren't y'all talking about love? Yes, we were talking about love and that uh, was interesting. and our our what what drives me. Yeah, it, it it felt like I was sitting down on the couch with a psychiatrist at that point. <laughs> like no shit, because <laughs> they were they were getting deep yeah. into it, and these clowns were taking forever to solve the goddamn puzzle. So we were talking for a good while. Well, Damn. you know, I mean, <laughs> what the hell, Brett? It wasn't my fault. My partner was struggling too. Um, so we, we solved it. But no, she asked me about uh, passions and stuff like and what I do for a living. And so I said, oh, I work on a video game podcast and advertising. And she's like, oh, games. Oh, games are so whatever, whatever, whatever. And just like said stuff about that. But then we were in a game. She was saying about how like. But how she kept the character. She was of me and. You know how amazing I am, and how I. She could tell as soon as I arrived that I have a very kind, kind, polite soul that is just a very, very good, good soul, good person. And I was like, you know, you're right. (laughs) Wow, that's what happened. That's what happened. I didn't actually say you got her number, but um, I did. Yeah, it was it was cool because I mean, again, I thought it was an AI for a while. I was like, fuck. Yeah, and that's that's the key thing. We thought it was AI doing this because there was some there was a little bit of a lag time in that where the the voice would pause a little bit and all that jazz and try to mm. you, you would you you were thinking that it would uh compute what you were saying and go yeah. from there so but <sighs> I, mean, I still feel like these are experiences that you have to experience at yeah. events like yeah this. and it's like a one-time experience i mean it's you, just you can't i mean these aren't ready for the mainstream or primetime or whatever like i feel like you need to go to some arcade thing and they have a vr set up i don't know like, man. An actress i could easily see I mean, myself so how doing do you this make money home. how do you make money off of this you can't right now you well that's make that's money the thing i want to mention is that you can you can sell so in vr chat has a system like roblox where you can sell a game within the platform so they can i don't know if you have to buy it in the in, in vr chat but like i would assume that they probably put some kind of monetization to it but the problem is is there any replayability in this event, this thing? And I don't think there really is. Really? 
It's like after the first, I mean, you're going to be doing the same things. You'll have different conversations, yeah. maybe twice. But that's the but, same thing with every fucking video game. Yeah. You have a dev, you have, if, if they can introduce different outcomes, yeah. then yes, but you can always have that different conversation. Well, for example, if you're playing Mass Effect and the guy tells you you can either do this or that, but what if I don't want to do this or that? What if I want to go this route, be a fucking wild card? Yeah. Well, how will the actor have, play off that? We have to have boundaries for the game. Just like all games, there are boundaries. There's like, this is the story, and we're going to head this direction. Mm-hmm. But and I think at this... At some point, yeah, you can deviate the path left or right, or three different paths or whatever. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't know where we're... See, we're so early in the game. Like, that could be possible with AI. Yeah, with AI and stuff. Yeah. But I just thought it was a very unique, special moment in a actual video game like world to do that yeah and i i i felt it i i thought it was outstanding it was really cool i mean like i did i was hesitant to do it because it was an, an hour, hour long, long commitment <laughs> but once we got into it i was very glad that i did because it was it was fun it was enjoyable it was, it was <laughs> paying a mini in the time you guys played that <laughs> i game. know right yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so let's pivot to something else so let's uh just generally like we've we saw a well, bunch we, of talks we talk about god wanda real fast yeah, sure. Let's talk about okay. Godwanda. So yeah. Godwanda is the one that me and Brett played. Yeah, and this, these these people spent five months in this uh, rainforest, and this was the another VR experience. Experience. Yeah. yeah, they spent five months in this rainforest in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a long freaking time to spend in this rainforest. So they create a game where it starts off as like a full blown forest, but then over time it starts to degrade to represent global warming and how it's destroying rainforests like it and the progression time, of the world yeah no. so every time someone comes in they help extend the life of the rainforest so it's a vr game very simple you walk around you can look there's a, a timeline on how long the forest has been alive and um, every 15 minutes a year goes by wow yeah so the more pe- and they can have up to 2,000 people in there at a time but there's not much you can do in there. And I was thinking, like, I think the concept is really cool and that there are stats that you can look at because when you go yeah, in, you I, I, raise your, your hand up and you can see stats mm-hmm. of the rainforest, like how, how much vegetation is there or the percentage of vegetation, percentage of insects, blah, 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 blah. There's only like, there's like four stats and then <clears throat> how long it's been around. So I was like, you know, I think the concept is legit. I just think they could gamify it more. Like, like maybe hey. give you options to help lower their stats or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like help tasks keep, to do. Help keep the rainforest alive longer. And that, I think that, that would forest. open up the uh, open up people's eyes on how they can do it in real life too. Yeah, I okay. mean, yeah, you could definitely gamify that to some degree. But like giving people a task, like here's a point in the map. Like anyone who's around can go over there and say, I don't know, grab something. Put it in something and take it to. I, I take my boat. recyclable bottle and throw it in there. Yeah, like throw it in a recycling <laughs> bin. So, like, something so menial, but you could gamify it to the point where it's like an interesting thing. Mm. So, when you go in this game, you're like, I'm actually doing something to help. Instead of just because all you do is walk around the world and there are uh, plants that are like all white. Yeah. It's supposed to signify that those plants have died. Okay. So, it's oh, interesting. That's what that meant. Yeah, okay. that's what that meant. <laughs> See, that I was, was, like, that was could... something that threw me off is that there wasn't enough, other than them telling me ahead of time, there wasn't enough instruction within the experience right. 
to guide you. I mean, it's just to walk around, but I was like, you could easily gamify this game to make it very interesting and to make it a really community-focused game where it's like, I want to go into this very peaceful because it's all like you see the forest Mm -hmm. and you hear the birds and sometimes it rains and the night and day cycle is really fast. So, like, you get to experience all this stuff. There's no birds or animals, but... I think that's something that could be added later that you can watch. Well, apparently know? there was supposed to be animals in there. I just never saw any. Yeah, I never saw any. Either. Yeah, because there was like, I, I mean, there was like a little percentage marker of like, oh, there's, you know, 10% birds in there. But I think well, over I think time, it's just, eventually get there. Well, I think it's just like what it is. Well, she told me, the, the lady told me we could interact with the animals. Like, oh, really? Yeah, they well, yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know if you could like talk to them or anything, but you can yeah. like see them in the world and whatnot. Yeah. So is, is this game like out for people to play now or it's, are they still in the beta phase? So yeah, they have. They said they're going to release it in 2023. Is what they're aiming for. But no, I I kind of agree with you on that, Austin. Is that I think that would that would help people be more aware of what's happening in the world, like actual world, yeah. and what they can do to help. Yeah. And if they just implement that, that will be. I think they have a good selling game right there because from yeah. what from what I saw, it make it fun. Yeah. And, and that's the key thing is making it's a it walking fun. Simulator. It's a walking simulator. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering though is like I, I don't think I don't think it's intended to be a game. I know it's I intended know, to be yeah, an experience. Right, right, so it's yeah, like, right. but you could the gamify. idea you could gamify, yeah, you could it very gamify easily. and probably reach a wider market because oh. I mean it's it's kind of like a interactive film in a way, but there's yeah. no narrative really to it other than just like you see like this stuff change over time. Right. I mean, it's a cool experience, but well, yeah, see, it's like not for everybody. VR right now is all experiences. Yeah. You could do it once, twice, maybe three times. And mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm not going to play this anymore. And you're spending like 15, 20 plus dollars. I mean, up to 60 for some games. And it's like, okay, I've played it. And now what? Okay, I'm not going to. But I mean, they're, they're getting better though. They are. Like I said, it, it's just the foundation work right now. Yeah. yeah I played Way Immortal. That's really good shit right there. I need to play that one. So See, I'm just like, why do I need to put, like, give me a reason to put my headset on? Yeah. I mean, y'all tell me because how many times have y'all played VR? Oh, not year? a lot. It's just because yeah, it's the uh, main reason with the VR for times, me, you know? like, I would play it nonstop, <laughs> but the main reason for me is the room. Exactly. You know, I need, I need the fucking, I need a dedicated yeah. room for and that. And it's crazy it's that, like, you know, yeah. even with the fact that the Oculus Quest, as easy it is to set up, yep. you still have to have a space. Yeah, you like still need you, that even space. Even if you don't have the gate thing set up or whatever, like, you still have to have a space that's. Mm-hmm clear it out so you can move around yeah and that makes it hard for others it's uh well easier for some than others yeah Yeah, for sure um it was cool experience i think they could definitely be evolved upon and they're from australia which is cool yeah Yeah. shout out to them yeah nice um it's fun Oh sure, let's talk about NFTs. God. <laughs> so <laughs> I think one of the goals that we had down here was to try to make sense of the metaverse more and NFTs. Oh. And there was a lot of talk on NFTs during this. So convention. fucking much. Everything's about NFTs, metaverse, or as they called it in many of the conferences, the M-word. Um, because it is something that not everybody wants to talk about. But we went to a couple of uh, NFT launch parties. Um, so that was fun. Um, one of which was, uh, a company that I thought was called creature. turns out it's called creator, um, K R E A T R. And they are bridging the gap between real world physical art and NFTs. So when you buy the NFT, you get a physical art piece that also is minted on the blockchain and you get a certificate of authenticity that says that as such pointless. Um, Yeah. They're $5,000 and above. Yeah. 
pointless. So, I don't know what you do with them once you. I mean, if like I don't know what would happen if you sold the physical art piece. Yeah. But you retain the blockchain ledger thing and didn't sell that. I don't know. What do you works. do with that? I don't know. You sell the blockchain ledger. So you get money off of it. I know, but what if they didn't? Now you have like an art piece that doesn't have the authenticity See? certificate. So look here here look, here's the thing. Both. Both? Well no, you could, but I'm saying what if you don't? What if you sell the physical piece and then keep that the, means the, the then digital? You have the art piece is copy. worth nothing. No, and the, the authenticity RP, certificate is worth the something. The art piece is worth what it is in our world, but then on the digital front, you could sell that for the same amount and make double the money. I don't fucking know. It, yeah, it, sure, it's okay. Pokemon cards. That, that, that's it that's gotta all catch it them is. All, Pokemon. Like, it, it it is very unique, but the only way that it's gonna like um, move forward. For like the video game side of things, is if those NFTs can cross over to other games. So like if I get a NFT for God of War, I should be able to use that NFT in Call of Duty. You know what I mean? So if I have well, a, that's the intent with Ubisoft. That's the intent stuff, yeah. with Ubisoft only. But those companies are not yeah. talking to each right. other to cross move them around and it do whatever. Currently, yeah, it is currently just. Those companies are stingy and they don't want to that ecosystem, do that. Yep. And it's going to stay in that ecosystem. Yep. And they're going to reap the benefits through transactions and the property that they have created now has value. So that adds value to their company. Yeah. That's so what it's all about. also and I today talked to a uh, video game person that was developing a video game that is all about NFTs in, in their MMO. Was it MMO yeah, RPG? MMO RPG that's tied to the blockchain. Yeah. So the first thing he said to us is like, "Yeah, this game has full of NFTs," and I'm like, "Well, I'm already turned off, like right away." And then watching the, their cinematic trailer, which was BS, bullshit, and then Austin is ripping into him about this whole NFT, <laughs> all this, and I'm just sitting there watching this train wreck happen, and this guy is just like, <laughs> "Was it that bad?" <laughs> It was, dude. I, was, I felt bad for the guy. You were you were ripping into I him. I was legitimately curious. I was yeah. like, what the fuck's going on with I this? I don't think stuff? he was expecting those questions at all. Yeah. And you were just <laughs> fucking at him full force. And I'm like, he did I feel job. bad for him. To, to give him credit, he did a really good job, I feel like. Yeah. So this game, what, what, what was the game called? <laughs> I don't know. Elder Elding something. It was called like Ether something. Ether Rings. Ethers of Eternity or something. Ethers oh. of Eternity, yeah, something but like that. But like the first thing he said to us, yeah, we have this new video game coming out and it's going to be NFTs that you can get and it's only in game and all that jazz. And so Austin's just his eye. It's pay, pay to play. There you go. Play, wait, wait, what? play to pay. Play to pay. pay. So, so pay, to, you, pay to earn? Or yeah, no, that's it. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So you go in this world. It was and you're glorious. Do stuff like MMOs do, or play to earn. Yeah, yeah. So you you like you know gain resources and you make gear like most MMOs. And with that gear, you can use it or you can sell it on their marketplace. And they're gonna have a transaction fee. So say it's like worth ten dollars Ethereum. I don't know, whatever. Uh, you can put it on the marketplace. Someone will buy it for ten dollars Ethereum. And with that. People are going. There's going to be a transaction fee, so they take some of that that transaction. Which I feel like there's so much of that happening right now that they're trying to push is going to die out real fast. Well, what I wonder is like, how do they? How are they combating the same problem that um, New World just had, where like 
the way they're not the well the, i mean because like a new it's world gonna, it's gonna it's not gonna be it's not go ahead what are, you, what are you gonna say yeah so the new in new world what they've done what the problem they ran into was that it was so hard to get new weapons and or to get money mm. that people mm. didn't want to spend money on so, things so yes. they were just like selling off stuff yes. for like nothing yeah so with that is that's a closed economy and they didn't have enough in-game they didn't have enough money in the in-game side in order to fuel what they have put up like how, like the houses that you had to pay uh, taxes on and stuff like that so with this it's actually based on Ethereum so I we don't know if they're gonna have houses <laughs> that you gotta pay taxes you on you have a game <laughs> But I assume they wouldn't because the whole point is to create, like, have these products in their game, like weapons and armor, yeah. to have actual real money value in cryptocurrency, which now that I keep talking about it, it sounds fucking insane. Insane. <laughs> like, Austin, I'm not going to pay like, someone. I enjoyed for watching Austin. I wish I could just record it because Austin was ripping into this fucking poor intern because I'm pretty sure he was an intern <laughs> yeah. about all this shit and he was just fucking over his head. And I'm like, all right, uh, this game is going to fail. Like, <laughs> I already knew it. I was just like, all right, fuck this. N nothing's happening with this. Because, like you said before, you don't have if you're going to do something like this like Ubisoft like uh, that's a prime example they have games they have stuff that they can do possibly NFTs for and cross over into their other games but for this game just starting and that's their main kicker is fucking NFTs I got it nothing Zero. realms realms of eternity yeah eternity nft <laughs> nfts but yeah uh, this game there's no fucking way this this is not going to kick off and well, see this is the thing as all these companies are trying to do this right now yeah companies to do this. this one right here alone for them to have their own booth and like trying to get people into it there's no fucking way that we're going to see this game <clears throat> at all so you need a game that's going to be successful there you go and or so sadly, you're gonna have to have the major players yep. be the ones with these closed systems where their products or skins or whatever get actually have hold value mm -hmm. on the blockchain because these new games who are coming out haven't even proved themselves to be a viable candidate to put your money into I know yeah. it's got to be a good game first. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's in the, the thing. In the pamphlet that I pulled out uh, earlier today, it has like four or five classes that they're launching with, and they were like, "There will be more to come." And I'm like, "That's not right." Yeah. People want to have the choice of classes. They want to have the choice of who they can be and who they can play. And, and that's the biggest downfall. Yeah, even with the major players, because there's always updates, there's bugs. It comes out incomplete. Yep. So it's like, why would I want to invest any of this into that game? Yeah. And tie it to that. Yeah. Because it's not like you can do a buyout where it's like, oh, I'm going to leave this game, so can I sell all my stuff back to the publisher or developer so I can get my money back for what I have? Right. No. They're not going to do that. Your money's going to stay in the ecosystem, and that's that's it. That's it. Fuck that shit. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> was there? <laughs> I guess we should wait. No, it's fine. Okay. What do you got? Bye, Austin. Um, so, uh, well, what was your like hands down greatest moment so far 
in this besides getting drunk with me and me scaring you. Well, that was the worst moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd say, oh, gosh, probably my favorite thing was, I mean, this is going to be weird to say, but not going to lie, I was pretty fucking blown away by that Ghost Sand Observatory performance thing last night. The, what? the the fluff party, yeah. Oh my, God. Um, fuck off! But well, you just asked me what my thing yeah, was. Yeah, I know. I guess so. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Okay. So, so it's not necessarily gaming related, but we went to this party called uh, the fl- <laughs> the fluff <laughs> house party, and it's it makes you laugh. It's silly. It's just a weird thing overall. But they have this like, like NFT Pixar these shit. NFT collectibles that they've made that are like bunny rabbits. Of different style and stuff that are gonna be part of the metaverse in some man. form or whatever, and they they had this big ass party. I don't know who backs them. I don't know where the money came from to fund all this, but it is a big ass production. I mean, it's a whole freaking block that they took over. Yeah, and they also have uh, they created the first what they call. So I looked this up last night after we got back, so I was curious to learn more <laughs> about it. So they created a Web three record label called Hume. And the Web3 record label has their first, what they call, meta star. And their meta star is a bunny rabbit that talks like a rapper that is on, um, that has a a whole Twitter and a whole, I just said he's a rapper. Be rabbit, baby. What do rappers talk like? Doesn't matter. They talk (laughs) like rappers. They're rappers. They rap. Anyway, so I got this rapper up here that's like doing his whole thing. And he's very crude on on, on social media, by the way. This virtual character. Yeah, he says shit and fuck and all this stuff all the time. Oh, it's crazy. Damn, but I can be a rabbit. They had this whole thing set up, but the, the whole pull of it was like it's a they're working towards some kind of metaverse immersion something. But the highlight of it was there was Ghost Sand Observatory that was playing music, which is for a band from Austin. Yeah. And they had it in this big ass dome. And this dome, it was like kind of like you're at an omni theater and it was just like a whole bunch of projectors that were filling up the screen above you. And it was all these cool projections and things going yeah, on. Yeah, that was pretty cool like actually. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Laser lights and this and that, whatever, and a concert. To the ground, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was—I mean—it was a really, really interesting experience. And I've been to a shit ton of concerts, but like that was the first time I've been to something where I was like, kind of like jaw dropped for a moment. Yeah, so I didn't know what to expect walking in there, yeah, and I, I was agree. like pretty jaw dropped. Yeah, no, it, it was good. Yeah, and that's—it's interesting because it's like there was a comment, like I could see if they were doing something with the visuals up there that created this like immersion, like if it was. Theoretically, if they did do that bunny thing as a full actor, but if they did like something that wasn't like stupid and silly, like I could be pretty convinced if they had like that music and the whole like sound, everything around you and the visuals up above, like that could be a really interesting experience I would pay for to see for like uh, a metaverse immersion. Yeah. Well, like I was talking to Austin about it, what they should have done, in my own opinion, and this has nothing to do with gaming or anything, but like with the Tupac thing, when they were they did the hologram, mm-hmm. if they would have did that with a fucking bunny, I would probably lost my fucking shit. That would have been cool. Yeah. And the big thing about this fucking bunny is like a lot of people know about it, and I had no clue about it. It's like he's, they he's almost got like, he's worshipped got like him. Five thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, and That's like, a lot. I, well, still, it's more than I have because I don't have a Twitter, and. uh <laughs> but either way, I, I I don't know about this whole NFT thing. Um, I can see it 
doing something for video game world, most definitely if the companies agree to what they would have. You know what I mean? If if they don't close it off and create their own ecosystem like Ubisoft's doing right now. If I can use the same skin in goddamn Breakpoint and uh, move on to God of War and use that same skin, that'll be interesting and unique. And it'll be immersive and whatever it wouldn't be. But yeah, I don't see... I I think NFTs, because that's all that party was about, is going to die down uh pretty pretty well so so i remember when i first saw that Mm -hmm. the first thing i thought was because it was a dome yep that was lit uh 180 degrees uh or 360 degrees yeah something like that it it was was, the roof was lit up so when i saw that i was like this has been done before this is the omni theater yeah, like there's nothing yeah. really. I mean, there was cool. Like it was definitely an entertaining. I mean, some of the visuals were pretty, yeah. pretty good. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, okay. What's That's what I was about? saying earlier. It's basically like the Omni, but yeah. but it was a musical performance, which I thought was a live yeah. musical performance, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that, that was cool too. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. you know. But yeah. I just them them pushing this NFT thing so hard. I feel like it's just there's. It, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like they're pushing so, super hard for today. Nothing. Me and Jason were just chilling at the uh, the hub in the expo yeah. hall, and we <laughs> saw Ben McKenzie who plays James Gordon in uh, in Gotham, Gotham, and he also and is he, in. He had a panel, and it was him <laughs> questioning cryptocurrency, and I think it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Worth checking out. I'm sure it's going to be online, um, but I think he had some good points. That almost escaped me at the moment. Do you remember anything he said? Well, I remember him saying, I have no fucking clue. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, what is actually going to catch on? Because someone uh, messaged uh, through the the stream asking questions about NFTs and all that. He's just like, I have no clue. And then they they, uh, uh, went to someone else, I can't remember who it was, and asked about NFTs and like the purpose of them. And he couldn't really give like a. A pri- like a good example of why you should invest in NFTs, yeah, yeah. and that's where Ben McKenzie was just like, okay, yeah, cool. We're so new in it; it needs if it's going to be a, a currency we use for everything, it kind of needs to be a currency we buy goods with first. Well, that's that's where the uh, NFTs have come from. Oh, oh okay, all right. We're, we're circling back around. So, I understand art and gifts. And avatar photos, it's like, oh, I want to put that as my avatar and use that forever, right? As my thing. It's like, why not just? I mean, I so I understand putting the, money it for. Yeah, it's worth something. Awesome, mm-hmm. makes sense. So the biggest issue we're having the is they're trying to create these avatars or whatever we pick for NFTs. How far can we use them? So I can use it on my phone. But yeah. can I use it on my computer? Can I fucking go beyond that? Can yeah. I can I use that avatar in my video game no matter what? Can I plug yeah. in a code and use that NFT yeah. as a bunny rabbit if I'm playing God of War or fucking something else? There's oh. no... So yeah, you can't do rabbit. that. That part. You see, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Then it's that's worthless yeah. in my eyes. If I can't create an NFT... A $2,000 NFT. <laughs> a $2,000 NFT, and I can't use that everywhere because these companies are not... Communicating no, yeah, with each other, to, like provide a then it's pointless. System, yeah. So when the metaverse becomes a metaverse, 
where we have one body in the metaverse. So you use and that NFT as your yeah. the metaverse. There's one account that goes throughout everything. I don't know if that's going to exist. It's not. That's I the want thing. it to, and I think because that's what's going to make it, it to. progress. But just, I don't the, think that's going to because it's too open to... It's just a disaster. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah and the only way place, the yeah. only way it's going to exist is by these companies coming together, and we know that's not going to happen. No, there's no fucking way in hell. Because the only thing I'm picturing with these NFTs is Ready Player One, where you jump into a VR yeah. simulator and you play as the NFT that you are, and you progress through playing different shit. Like, uh, like the one panel we went to where the guy was just like, uh, jump from Grand Theft Auto. Jump from Grand Theft Auto to 2K, like yeah. you steal a car and you drive over to 2K and you start playing basketball games. Yeah, I thought that was very. Interesting. That was a very that, good and anal- like a very good uh, example of yes. what could happen. Yeah, but and that's where we want to go. It's just it's going to take us a while to get there. Yeah, and right so, now it's just like a bunch of separated systems that will eventually I'm, I'm, be put together. I'm done with NFTs. Yeah. Like I'm fucking I am, done. I do. I do want to say one last thing. I just read that on August seventh, twenty twenty one, Fluff World launched ten thousand programmatically generated unique animated NFTs, priced at point zero nine Ethereum, and it sold out of all ten thousand of them in just forty minutes of opening the sale. With a sem- secondary market, I don't know. Now estimated know. at over forty million dollars. It's people putting money into this that has money to spend, like. Whenever you're that fucking rich, you just want to buy shit. That's what I look like. This whole Southwest shit, that's what I see constantly. It's just people throwing there's fucking... Of, there's a lot of money here. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we've walked by mil, uh, a handful of millionaires. Yeah. And billionaires. Yeah. All oh, above. which funny story, by the way. We uh, we just recently talked about what's that? Dreadnought. Yeah. We talked about Dreadnought, and we met the... Um, One of the people from Greybox. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking six foot, six foot, <laughs> six yeah. foot. We met him today, yeah, and that cool. was fucking random. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, we <laughs> went to a, a gamers game developers meetup and met some people from all kinds of cool places, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, so what about like so we talked a lot about NFTs, we talked a little bit about metaverse, we've talked about that VR experience we had. I mean, like, is there any of the talks that like that really like caught y'all's eye, like on a positive note? that were oh. really interesting that, you know, you just got some good tidbits out of. They were like, wow, that was, Thanks. that really like was yeah. compelling. Like Susan O'Connor was interesting to hear how she developed uh, the story for Far Cry 2, yeah. which I didn't know. That's how Open it was world. developed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, the, the game was divided in three different segments and you'd go from one world to the next, experiencing different people and stories and the game evolved that way, and it's like, dang, like you're you're the faceless hero. Not yeah. a lot, of, not a lot of interesting things happen to you, but you're interacting with the world and listening to these stories as they evolve from other people's perspectives. Which honestly, I think is a great way to do that. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought was really interesting about what she said is that in narrative storytelling and gaming, your your player. And who you are doesn't really matter. It's the people yeah. around you that matters. Yeah. And it's about making compelling, interesting, non-playable characters that you see and interact with throughout your experience. So a, a great open world, a great world that, you know, feels alive and real. And then also the characters you interact with must have depth and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And I thought that was really interesting because like... You want to know here, hot take? What? I think Horizon Zero Dawn sucks. 
out when she said that. Do you that. mean Horizon Forbidden West? Sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. God damn it, Austin. <laughs> keep, saying keep saying that. <laughs> uh, you know, when she was talking about the way she was explaining the story, the first thing I thought about was fucking Half-Life 2 and how amazing it was for the time. So good. Your faceless hero who does heroic things. That's but why you're Boba Fett story. was so amazing back in the day. Yeah, he's a faceless, faceless hero. hero and or a faceless anti-hero, if you want no. to say that. Oh, yeah, anti-hero. Anyway. Uh, it was just like that's. I was like, "Damn, I want to go play Half Life Two again." <laughs> it's because yeah. it's so good. It's so good. And it's exactly what she's talking yeah. about. But she even she used Half Life Alex as an example. That's true. And that's true. it was that was a great experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man. Did you get to play? It? You haven't played it yet. No, I I need to play it. Um, it's I was going incredibly to play it. immersive. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's it's one so, of the top five most immersive games I played in VR. I don't need to play it. Yeah. Just gotta find the space for it. We also gotta have a PC because uh, it doesn't play on a doesn't. on this it, Oculus. No. Oh, yeah. You gotta use the core. So one one of my like uh, uh, I wouldn't say like greatest moments for this uh, Southwest thing, but it was more of an eye opener, and we we discussed it a little bit um, while we were having drinks and stuff. And your girlfriend said that we should have a female here, but I would like to touch on it either way. But females in gaming and how. Yeah, how how would I put this? How toxic it is? Toxic, toxic. toxic. I don't know why I said that weird. <laughs> but how toxic it is for females to be in gaming, and I, I felt like that was a high subject no matter what panel I went to. How do you guys feel about that, and how could that change? <clears throat> you gonna go first? You want me to go first? Go for it. All right. I just don't think it's gonna change. Uh, we talked about this earlier. And yeah. Guess what? The world's a toxic place. There's a lot of bad things that happen that we can't change. Um, and there are people out there who just want to see people suffer, just like the line from the, from the Dark Knight. Some people just want to see the world burn, and they yeah. don't care if you're a man or a woman. They're just going to push your buttons because they know they can, and you can't get rid of that on the internet because, like, how are you going to shut this? Yeah, there are movements to try. So, to are we people. being more sensitive towards <laughs> that? Because uh, I think. Go ahead, go ahead, finish your statement. Well, are are we being more like catering to that and not allowing the female to stand up and do something or say something back? Or should we say something if we see it happen or hear it happen? From my experience, I used to talk shit back to that person back in the day when yeah. I was younger. So I was like, you know what? Screw you, you know? You don't, yeah. you don't need to talk to me like that. And I would defend myself, but at the same time, as an older adult... It's like, I'm just not going to play this game, right? Or that, or, you know, now they have a feature where you can mute all players. Yeah. So you don't even have to listen to that. Now, that comes with a caveat of, well, now you can't talk to the players who might be able to work along with side you to win your match or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think we've gotten to the point where you can have the experience you want to have. You don't want to hear anybody? Turn them all off. But that's, that's like, true. or some of them have it where you can mute each one individually. So, I mean, I think this is the best we're going to get for the internet because you can't, you can't block out all people. They're going to be bad people you come across with. Well, guess what? You need to have some thick skin because, I mean, it's just going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't get around it. Well, Welcome you need thick world. skin, I, and plus, also, I mean, with that, you need the thick skin, and then also, you need to realize that. These people are saying this and doing this is because they have no repercussions. So and should we kind of have a repercussions 
in something like this. Maybe. There, yeah, people have tried to in, implement stuff where you can get like negative karma or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, I think it helps a lot with like so much of stuff that we do in gaming is you're behind a screen. Nobody can see your face and nobody can see your name. Oh, yeah. I'll punch so there's a no identity tied to you in the game world. Yeah. I feel like if we like broke that wall down and you weren't playing with your handle of, you know, whatever you are. Gamer tag or whatever. You're playing as Brayton Like, I'm going to think twice about what I say to somebody else because my name is out there for everybody to see. Your name, your address, your phone number. If I'm saying, go fuck your mom or whatever, (laughs) I'm not going to say that as Brayton I'm not going to say that as anybody, but, like, I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't want to say that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to happen. Didn't you tell Jason that? Yeah, you did. No. <laughs> right to my face. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck your <laughs> Well, uh, just kidding. Anyway. I see what you're saying, and I agree, but at the same time, one of the greatest things about the internet is anonymity. Well, I don't agree with that But why should we have that? Why not? Some people want to go out there and not even not have anyone know who they are, and just to say but, but so, you, sounds, so you have so yeah, you have the sounds, free will say. Sounds, why would you not want anybody to know who you are? Yeah, if you, if you're gonna stick by your words, if you're gonna say you should, what you're okay, gonna say, so, you should be able to say it as that person. Yeah, you should have the choice. Why? To, be, to people not know who you are. Some people don't want anyone. Some people are loners and they just don't want anyone to know who they are. But the internet gives them the ability to actually speak up and speak yeah. out. I'm not saying a negative light. I'm saying the positive light. So yeah. some people don't want, don't they don't want people focused on them because it makes them, uh, 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 shit. What's the word? Uh, gives them anxiety. Yeah. You know? But on the internet, they can. They can say all these things not negatively. Okay. They can just say stuff. So we're talking they can about be whoever they want to be. Yeah. So we're talking about the internet, but I'm talking about. Video games. It's the same thing. It is the same thing, but it's not. So, w- with the gamer tag, <laughs> okay. no, like with the gamer yeah. tag thing, if we actually have a name and a face to it, and these guys are saying something inappropriate because they back it up and they believe it, you should be you should be able to like as your name to say that. Also, I also, what, I don't know. I, I, believe, feel like, I believe in privacy. What is to stop you from being somebody that you're not? when it's just your name that's on there. What's to stop me from logging into World of Warcraft and being like, my character's name is Brayanoski. I'm going to be, you know, a, t- a different person here. What's to stop you from doing that? Nothing. Exactly. You can so do whatever why you do you want. need to be proud? Why, yeah. why can't you be who you are? Like, why can't you have your name out there? I don't know. The privacy thing for me, immediately I go to, you're trying to hide something. That's the way it comes to my mind. If, like, oh yeah, if you, if you have, yeah, you know, if, if like if you. All right, well, let's just talk about Amazon and how and Google and how they track you, everything you do, and you log in and stuff like that. I mean, we've already gotten to a point where it's definitely we're in the future. Yeah. Now <laughs> at this point, but I mean, I feel like internet privacy is like a huge thing. If you want to put it out there, great. That's your choice. But yeah. if you want to be private, like, I, I feel I like think it should be like great. It's I feel your like choice. people are abusing yeah. that system though. Because they can get away with anything at that point. Right. Well, <laughs> I see what you're saying from an advertising perspective, though. If like, like, you know, you I mean, don't want everything. your everybody to have your access to your information. Yeah. But I mean, I still don't think there's anything wrong with putting your name out there. It's just it's that you don't want them to system. know your cool. purchase history. You don't want them to know all these other things about you. But I think if you just if you are playing a game with your name. You're not going to say a bunch of bullshit. Your name, as address, much. phone number. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's not going to be out there. You're just not going to say as much stuff because your name and maybe even your photo is tied but, to okay, it. Okay, so if someone, you're a nice guy, you're out there. Your name's out there, right? Yeah. Brett Yanoski. <laughs> Great guy. You haven't done anything to anybody. Someone's like, you know what? Fuck you, Brett, because I don't like you because you're so happy. Well, now they're just going to look up Brett Yanoski on Facebook and find out as much as they can for you. <laughs> and they're going to come track you down. <laughs> Very, very good possibility because people are crazy. But why would they track him anyway? down if he's a good guy? That would happen anyway. I'm and talking about the bad anything. guys. I want to track down the bad yeah. guys and beat them up. <laughs> you, you think I'm kidding? I'll track no, them I down know. and fucking but, beat their but ass. <laughs> on the other flip side, the same thing goes for if there is no anonymity or whatever yeah. the fuck the word is. <laughs> if there's none of that in the existence, then hackers can't hide their face. People that freaking molest children on the internet can't hide their face. True. You would get rid of all of that. I mean, not all of it, but... All right, I mean, what about the rapists who want to go rape women, and they just be like, oh, I know this girl, and I can look her up, and she's cute, so now I'm going to go find her and do everything I can because we put all of our shit on the internet already, which is a horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There, there's a, there's I don't a know. double-edged sword. That's all I'm saying. It is. There, it is. is you you are correct. Bad, but I think I just, there's, there's definitely, like... If we were to like, you need to at least you have a little bit yourself. of, yeah. I mean, you're not going to put your credit card information online. I wouldn't say like, hey, put I'm, it on our phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's saved on my phone. Issues. That's the whole thing. Look, but I, I mean, agree. like, there was definitely like a big concern back in the day of like, you know, my parents would never want me to put my name on the internet. Yeah. You know? Because they were but again, I, the so, same problem. Yeah, you know? exactly. So to circle back around, what can we do to help um, the toxic gaming environment? Starts when they're children. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think we just need to not be toxic. And if you see, no, I mean, like, no, seriously. I know, but we 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 need to start. We need to start not being toxic. Yeah, Jason. And if we're not toxic, I am not toxic. No, if we're if here, listen to me for a second. So yeah, if if we're not toxic people, okay, we we are going to not only influence ourselves, we're going to influence the people around us. Yes, we're going to influence the pe- the children that we eventually raise. Yeah, and generation generationally over time, there's going to create a shift there. Because yeah. if you look at communities now, it's like the people that we were listening to, the couple, couple, or the the panel that we listened to on um, like esports and stuff like that. There was a series of people up there of all kinds of different diversities. I mean, there was a female, there was people of different color, people of different races, all that stuff. Yeah, all those people had mentioned at one point that when I was growing up, there was nothing to represent me, and now there is. So that's a generational shift that took place. Okay. So it's getting better. It's getting, yes. It's getting better. It's just that as time goes on and as, you know, baby boomers, for example, like they grew up in the time of segregation. They grew up in the time of all this stuff being where there was like a white school and a black school and those different types of things. But now it's like, I mean, you don't say that stuff. You don't say a bad word to someone. You respect and appreciate people. And the younger generation even more so is doing that because it's like, it's in their media. It's in their, you know, it's, it's, it's in, they're kind of like being like, um, inundated with this information of like, you know, generally like, don't say bad shit about other people that aren't like you, you know, and, and, you know, respect those people and stuff like that. So I think over time it's just going to keep getting better as long as we 
don't go down another path and yeah. just be like, oh, let's just erase everything we've ever done. But mm. I think we're better than we've ever been before as far yeah, as like no, diversity we, we, goes. We are improving. I just I just want it to be more acceptable right. for everyone, Yeah, really. Yeah. And what I love the most, and I love talking about this, is like you see uh, these Christian people out there promoting, oh, gays are bad, going to hell, and all this shit. What the fuck? Doesn't Christ say, you know treat others how you want to be treated exactly. like what the fuck are you doing right now i love that i love that so much it's fucking stupid yeah <laughs> like yeah. How, how are you gonna come out here and hate preach the whole time i know we're going like way off subject yeah. but like how are you gonna come out here and hate preach the whole fucking time yeah when your god is supposed to be all forgiving love and love everyone yeah. and you want to come out here and do this yeah i'd rather go yeah. fucking listen to homeless joe instead of your fucking asshole yeah so well to reiterate my point yeah I, you're right everything yeah. you said was right we're in a better place yeah but i do feel like people over exaggerate everything well okay that's a bad term <laughs> what i'm saying is you're still gonna get the shitty people who are you are out there and gonna try to push your buttons yeah, true you just gotta be ready for it <laughs> You're an adult. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you let these things affect you, you got some more growing up to do because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the issue. It's but like, whenever you it know is, how many times someone's told but, me, fuck my mama? Too know, many times. I'd be a millionaire at this point. Jason, five what? times tonight. <laughs> five times tonight. <laughs> but if, it, if it's towards a woman saying, you know, you should go make me a fucking sandwich or something like that, it, where's the line? Then? I mean, yeah, you should probably step up and be like, look, man, we're all here to, to play a game. But where where's the line of shit talking and not shit talking? I don't. Well, I think we know where the line is. We just don't do uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some people don't under don't have that uh, uh, capability to just not do it. And those are shitty people. And we all know. Well, and I think true. I think too. Don't give like, them the time of day. Were, wasn't you just said something them. about parenting or whatever? Or yeah. was it you? I think we've all said something. Somebody about said that. something about that, but I think that's where it really, really, really starts. It's like, oh yeah, true. We, as we become parents and stuff like that, and everybody that's listening and everything like that, as a parent, it is Foundation your work. It's your responsibility to make sure that you know the kids that you're raising are <laughs> going to be good to other people and respect other yeah, people, shitty human beings, and and not not insult somebody. And, so, and yes. they're going to do it because like they're going to have people around them. They're going to influence. That's going to influence them. But you also it. need to be ready to be there for them to make sure that they yeah. don't go down the wrong path. Boy, it's all about conditioning and stuff like I that. I would with beat kids my kids' day. ass. He'd be talking shit on some video games. You think I'm kidding? Uh-uh. Oh, fuck your mother. Hey, uh-uh. <laughs> Done. I already Done. knew that. <laughs> oh, my God. Only like, one fucking mother's is this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get the fuck off that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. But, yes, you're right. Yeah. No, I agree. There. Yeah. So you know it starts, the world ain't perfect, so you're going to find the assholes. Yeah. And oh, you gotta, on video yeah, games. I, yeah. I do people agree. People take out the aggression on other people. I do agree with the, you on that. Honestly, it's the best way to do it because you're not actually going out in the streets and beating so that, somebody. So that was another yeah. conversation we had on, on a panel. Um, was were, were you with me? Oh, yeah. It was today during the meetup is talking about how video games is actually helping society more than what the media is pushing is like it's helping it is promoting school shootings and all that jazz. But it's actually helping people to de-stress. They come into a video game uh, world and they lose reality to what's happening around them right. and it helps them de-stress and decompress. And I highly, highly agree with that. In my own opinion, because yeah. that's how I 
de-stress is either working out or playing video games because I can escape reality right. for just that hour or 15 minutes. It's or just, 10 for trying to get platinum and rock platinum and rock <laughs> <laughs> but it does help i i yeah. do not agree with the uh the uh aspect of people saying that video games is the issue i think yeah. video games is is the reason to like escape things so. yeah i agree yeah. so yeah we can close that well last thing i think we need to talk about oh, oh. boy we saw what the we man see? the myth the legend who? Reggie fils Yes, yeah. we did. Oh, give shit. Give a talk. And I feel like we just got to at least just give our impressions on, like, oh, the man. Reggie fils was the president of Nintendo America. And for now he's for, yeah, for 11 yeah. years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Now he's uh, writing a book. He's got a book coming out. Phenomenal um, story. And it was like, a really cool timeline of, like, just his history. And, uh, yeah, what would y'all think? Oh fuck! Oh, I loved that guy's it. The man. He he was outstanding. How he how he uh, described his upbringings and then uh, uh, his storyline of uh, not storyline, but his his life with Nintendo and what he did to do a lot of different things. And Nintendo was just it, he is a smart man. He is, and it was just it was phenomenal. It was a good. Um, he had mentioned that every that people were telling him don't get Nintendo because yeah. PlayStation's on the rise, Xbox on the rise. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to succeed there, right? Like yeah. it's on the downtrend. He's like, I'm gonna go in there because mm-hmm. I want to. I love it. And I'm gonna make them successful. Yeah, and he made them successful. It was one of those. What are those stories called? Just like um, uh, the oddball character just coming up and rising to the top. It was just, yeah. it was just phenomenal, and I felt very inspired from listening to his story. And what I loved the most is what he said about Facebook. <laughs> Brett, Brett loved that. Oh, he, he basically said Facebook is that's that's his best moment of, e- of yeah. South by Southwest. I, I surprised he didn't say that, um, but it was just. What did he say? W- what did Reggie say? What did he say? He said, he said like that Facebook is just cop like. It's They're not just, an innovative company. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And like, I was just like, he's totally right. You know, there, there's nothing. There's nothing they're doing. They're just buying shit and just like, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're being. Uh, uh, what do you? I guess I can collaborate. They're just yeah. They're just buying up all these entities and like adding it to their thing. Just like Instagram, or fucking Snapchat was a thing. So yeah, they came out with stories on Instagram. Yeah, and now. Uh, uh, TikTok's thing, so now they have reels on Instagram. It's just like they're just like, oh, okay, just add nothing, this to our nothing thing to uh, unique, yeah. nothing to like yeah. make them shine. Yeah, and I, I highly appreciate him being so, so honest about everything, like all the questions asked and everything. He was just straight up honest about it, no matter what. Yeah, and for his reasoning behind leaving Nintendo was. Um, interesting in my eyes because he he had one of his uh co-workers pass away and he just felt like it was a good time to leave at a good point because nintendo was doing outstanding and he's just like this is a good time to just leave i leave it at a good point for the next person to pick up and i thought that was uh, very appreciated i assume everybody wants to do that but for him to say that and actually see it actually happen like it was still on the good point yeah they are on the downtrend they're coming out with good products Good games, 
And what I want to know is like how much he actually was involved in like pushing buttons and making things happen. Yeah. Because obviously Nintendo's a Japanese company and he's in America. So he's just running. God, I love that. The American side of yeah. things, which is probably going to be mostly marketing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. he marketed the fuck out of it. Oh, like, I mean, man. Dear Lord. And like, in like w- what he was explaining whenever he got the job interview, he said that he wanted to speak to the. Uh, the head honcho of Nintendo. I love that part. I, it just, that was cool. And like he, he said that he almost lost his job because of it. You know, the, the whole or thing. Almost lost, yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity to, to have a job. And but he, he, because he was the first person to come in that wasn't related to the family or wasn't Asian or anything like that. He wasn't even white. So I mean, he. It, it's really a, a a Bronx, not Bronx story. What what what? It, I'm missing the term for that. Like I don't know. Underdog, oh, yeah, underdog, underdog story, story yeah. like it, phenomenal. It's re- it is really cool. I mean, because especially like, I mean, it's he's throughout his tenure there. I mean, he just proved that he was like, you know, genuine and and all about making the success of yes. the company like real. And I mean, we've seen it happen. I mean, he started with the DS, and then he made his way through the Wii, and then obviously, I was I wish somebody had asked him the question about the Wii U generation to see what his (laughs) thoughts was on that but i I do fundamentally don't think that if the wii u hadn't happened that we would have gotten the switch oh yeah no most definitely it had to it it was good yeah yeah but he was he was really really good yeah i heard you guys talking as i was stepped away for a second about (laughs) uh facebook is not a company and i completely agree and i was like so brett was so fucking happy that day (laughs) it's true i mean it's like it was interesting because he's he's not fully involved in invested in the metaverse yet and um and he's like you know facebook's not gonna be the one that's gonna do it and i, yeah. I agree with that and he said the next step to the metaverse is ar yeah and that i didn't even think about that at yeah. all until he said it and i was just like yeah that it should be ar yeah <sighs> we're just not there yet yeah, we're we're yeah. nowhere there yet. I'm sure this will be uh, Reggie's interview will be online, so definitely check it out. Oh yes, yeah. it, it was outstanding, for sure. And get his book, get his book. Yeah, I want to yeah. get his book. I want to I want to hear his story. Yeah, I think that'd be a good uh, audio book or something like that. Yeah, but anyway, well, South by Southwest, we have been here, we have <laughs> done it, we have learned a lot. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions. I think we're still uh, unsure about the NFT marketplace, but I don't know. I mean, how oh, do you, I how, know what I feel how do you about guys, it. How do you guys feel now about just the metaverse generally? Like, do you feel like you're you understand it <laughs> more, or do you feel more confident about it now? Less or the same? Oh, so I, I I have a a completely different outlook on it now after yeah. after our experience. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a different outlook because if what I can go before uh, before I thought it was fucking straight up shit and garbage. I was just like, I don't understand the point of it. But if they go into the metaverse with like movies and stuff like that and I can ex- have a one time experience with an actor that's trying to basically improv everything that I'm saying to them. Yeah, that that's a one time experience that I only get to experience no one else because they're not asking the same things they're not responding to the same things or doing the same things and i think they can expand on that a little bit more this was just a foundation work to what we what brett and i experienced so. yeah i i mean we're not there yet 
Well, yeah. clearly, yeah. yeah. We are not there yet. So your position hasn't changed. You're still no, like... No, like, what are we doing? All these NFTs and the the fur house we went to? Oh, yeah, the NFTs is I'm bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all even doing here? Yeah, NFTs yeah, is sure, bullshit. Yeah, sure, they made 80, 40 billion or whatever, how much money they made, you said. I'll 40 like, million. Uh, why? Oh, why? Why? Yeah. Rich Who's people wasting fucking money. Who's buying these things? <laughs> Teenagers? Yeah. Yeah. They, they can't afford least, that. I know. They at least have to have been... People who have cryptocurrency are probably the only ones who are buying these things. Yeah. Content creators that yeah. made a bunch of money what on you Think about it. Okay, so yeah, these things are worth X amount of money, $2,000 USD, right? But in five years, with if we start moving closer to that being the norm... Yeah. Are those going to go up in value or down in value? Honestly, I don't know. But you would think all the newer stuff might have more value. That's, I mean, my, my concern, I agree. Yeah, because, like, I feel like the the benefit of the NFTs is in its scarcity. And right now, there's 10,000 of those bunnies out in the world. Yeah. But who's to stop somebody from coming out with 10,000 better-looking bunnies that then makes the previous 10,000 bunnies just like worthless. And but that could happen anyway. I mean, cuz you look at trading cards, yeah. that's what happens. Every I mean, year there's a new set of trading cards that comes out and the other ones get shitty and the new ones get better and it just goes right. that way. So it's not much different. Pokémon, got to catch them all. Yeah, they bring out a new set of fucking I mean, yeah. Pokémon every year. But if you look at Magic the Gathering, you have cards that are worth thousand like over a thousand dollars, or I mean, the first ten thousand of the the fluff world NFTs might become okay. Super, super fuck rare off! I, I don't care anymore because NFTs they've been around. Bullshit! It yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> we'll be so, an old man, and be like, I was there when they first got started. That's right. Hell yeah! God, I missed okay. out on your loop. Uh, the metaverse, though, I am. Uh, I think I, I'm about the same, but I've been excited about it. And looking forward to the potential of what could happen in it. I don't think it's going to be something where we're going to immerse our lives into yeah. it or anything no. like that. But I could see people jumping into it to have an experience like these these concert things where you can like put on a headset and not to go somewhere to experience that with a bunch of people yeah. around you and all that stuff. And I, I think there's, there's a possibility there. But one of the things that one of the guys mentioned at one of the talks I went to was that they just got to solve the movement aspect of it. And that's the biggest like holdback now. So like if they do what Reggie said, which is like, you know, all in on AR, yep. that's great. But the AR technology still has a long way to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have some time to go, but I, I do feel like after this, like this is web three is not going away. This ain't no fad <laughs> NFTs and cryptocurrency oh. and the metaverse. This is, this is the next generation of the internet. And I think we need to be prepared for it. So, well, my butthole's prepared, ready there to go. go. Get it ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Um, sorry about Jason a little bit. You know, he's a, he's a little interesting. If you want to buy his NFT, you can get it. On yeah, I'm OpenSea. selling my smile as an NFT, by the way. <laughs> so we had we had the, the conversation about that. So yeah, exactly. Um, if you want to hear us talk about something next week you should email <laughs> us at hello the um we'll gladly talk about more nfts probably if you want us to um you can check or you can Don't. also drop a note in the discord channel check out that link in the show notes and uh, we'll be right back with our upcoming video game releases you're listening to the inner gamer
Looking forward to the next few weeks, let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. Woo! First up, on the 16th of March, we have Tunic finally coming out on the Xbox Series X and S, as well as the Xbox One and PC. Explore a land filled with lost legends, ancient powers, and ferocious monsters. An isometric action game about a small fox on a big adventure. Stranded on a mysterious beach, armed with only your own curiosity, you will confront colossal beasts, collect strange and powerful items, and unravel long-lost secrets. We played this game. It was fun and exciting, and we can't wait. <laughs> like three or four years ago. Oh, my oh, God. Probably almost five. Okay, on the 24th, we had a Memorial Blue. A Memorial Blue is an interactive poem about a superstar athlete and their all-encompassed love between their mother and daughter. What? It's a, mem- <laughs> it's a memoir. 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 A unique... A unique aesthetic combining hand-drawn and 3D... I skipped a line. Wait, hand-drawn and 3D art brings... Mirani's magical, realistic journey to life. As she swims into the depths to her memories, a series of gameplay... Miriam. Miriam's? Oh. No, it's memories. No, No, Miriam's. 3D art brings Miriam's. Mary it's a person. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a person. It's capitalized. A gameplay vigilant blends sacrifice and heartbreak and victory and pride as she reconnects with her inner child and deepens her love that she shares with her mother. It's a mother-daughter game. Enjoy. And her name's Miriam, not Miriam. Miriamies? Miriamies. <laughs> Why do we say that? All right. All right. Next up is Ghostwire Tokyo coming out on the 25th for PlayStation 5 and PC. Tokyo is overrun by deadly supernatural forces perpetrated by a dangerous occultist, causing Tokyo's population to vanish in an instant. Ally with a powerful spectral entity... Ally or that's Ally. (laughs) It's the other quest for vengeance and a master of powerful arsenal of abilities to unravel the dark truth behind the disappearance of you. Face the unknown. Ghostwire Tokyo. We're not playing this game. I I think I'm going to play it actually. What? Yeah, fuck you, Austin. Brad's going to play it. I'm thinking about playing. So on the twenty <laughs> on the twenty fifth we have Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Float off as your Kirby on an all new adventure as a powerful pluff ball Kirby. Explore explore the 3D stages as you discover discover a mystery world. Save the kidnapped Waldy D's D's nuts and defeat the ferocious beast packs. God damn it. Defeat the ferocious beast pack? Is that what they're called? Ferocious, yes, the Ferocious Beast Pack. Okay. Well, hope you're hungry for an unforgettable adventure. What the hell? Oh, shit. Okay, on the 25th, everybody. Woo woo! The game we've all been waiting for. Yes! Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Or stream it nonstop. On all <laughs> platforms. Embark on an epic adventure of whimsy, wonder, and high-powered weaponry. Bullets, magic, and broadswords collide across this chaotic fantasy world brought to life by the unpredictable Tiny Tina. Roll your own multi-class <laughs> hero in loot. Shoot, slash, and cast your way through outlandish monsters and loot-filled dungeons on a quest to stop the tyrannical dragon lord. Everyone's welcome, so join the party, throw to your adventuring boots, and be chaotic great, and roll that d20! Hey! Natural one. That's all I'm rolling. There you go. 
And that's going to wrap up our show this week, everybody. Be sure and check us out in two weeks for more from your favorite video game podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to join us on twitch.tv slash gamercast every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time as we try and be Dying Light 2. You can also join us on in the conversation. Wait, no. Let me try that again. You can also join us, join in on the conversation on the Discord channel. Check out our show notes for the link. If you want to support our show, you can please donate at our website at the innergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcast, videos, and streams even better. Yeah. And as always, you can intoxicate it. Contribute monetarily. <laughs> Please take the time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content, the faster we grow, and it helps more than you know. So thank you for your continued support. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Jason Hobbs. And I'm Brian Oski. And you've been listening to the Gamer Podcast. Catch you guys next time. Podcast. Out. guys we're here in south by southwest playing who's your mama first up is jason my mama a southern badness woman that loves trump right next to fucking jesus christ almighty Woo! i like it I raise hell praise dale baby she's a winner she's a keeper i have a wiener she's a pumpkin eater <laughs> pumpkin eater <laughs> <laughs> There's a song. That one, that one threw me off, actually. <laughs> God damn it. Brad, what's that song called? Brr. She's a winner. She's a something. She's a... Oh, Midnight Toker. Something like that. She's... Wait. Joker. Yeah, She's... Joker. How, how's the rhythm, though? Wait, no. How's the rhythm? She's a... No. Oh, God damn it. That's going to bug me. I know. She's a winner. How's the rhythm, Brett? Brett's taking a shit. <laughs> Hey, how's the rhythm for it? The song. The song.
Toker. Oh, okay. It's coming back to me. Good job, bud. I'm glad you're on the toilet singing that. Yeah. <laughs>